Blog Talk Radio.
yes, the African American has something to say to the nations of the world. Very serious tonight, folks. We're talking about, like I said in the show's promotion, the greatest, one of the greatest, if not the single most important event that has ever happened to African Americans outside of grace and salvation through Christ. The event, the rebirth of identity of African Americans with their natural true bloodline is Jews, a.k.a. Israelites. Many clergy and historians believe it is key to understanding every single significant thing that has happened to the so-called Negro and, then, and that some Bible scriptures are confusing without this revelation. That is the truth. Very confusing. Anytime you have lies, it's going to be very confusing. So the scriptures is very confusing without this key revelation. I went on to say in my message I sent to many of you that then others add that when certain prophecies revealed beforehand pertaining to the misfortunes of this people that they would suffer, it actually makes this great people the most documented of all humans. One more time. My goodness. Then others add that when certain prophecies revealed beforehand pertaining to all the misfortunes that this people would suffer, it actually makes this great people the most documented of all humans. In that, these are one of the lost tribes of Israel. And we know how the Israelites throughout the scriptures is documented. So, what appeared to have been a nigger, off the script here for a second, what appeared to have been niggers, Crones, buffoons, colored, African-Americans, blacks, are literally, in every sense of the word, royalty. If the Father handpicked you folks as a nation, feeds you with manna from heaven, provides shoes that last you 40 years, leads you by day with a cloud, by night with a flamed with fire, folks, did he fight with you in wars? Um, I think that's royalty. <laughs> this thing about castles and ruling over peasants and is that's a joke compared to what the real essence of the word royalty means. But I went on to say, let me finish up here, finally, there is hope for this self-same people in that the prophecy, speaking of their demise, speak of a remnant of them to be blessed greatly according to the ancient covenant through obedience to the Holy One. My goodness, one more time. Finally, there is, a, there is great hope for this self-same people in that the prophecy, speaking of their demise, speak of a remnant of them to be blessed greatly according to the ancient covenant through obedience to the Holy One. Then here we go. Yet there are those, I 
Ashkenazi Jews, some pastors, and other ministers that feel these teachings are only indulgencies in the flesh, misinterpretation of Scripture, etc., etc. We seek the truth tonight, understanding and clarity in this peaceful, informative, inspirational dialogue, and we really, really do. Folks, I want to thank you for your time tonight. I really do. I really appreciate the, those of you already on the phone lines. We just can't thank you enough. I know I say it every week. I really, really, really thank you for taking out of your busy schedule. Who are you, may I ask, that you're interested in such a heavy topic? Who are you, may I ask, that you have uh, have your priorities set to where you would be interested in something the Father is doing in this latter days? I mean, there's so many things you could be doing with your time, so many things you could be doing with your time, but instead you chose to tune into this Five Foods on Network to see what Brother Seth is talking about. Yes, we're going to be clip playing some audio clips from some Ashkenazi Jews. Uh, we're going to hear from some pastors and ministers, uh, some for the Israelites, uh, so-called Israelites, and some against. Um, just a few things here, and i got to bring on Brother John as quickly as possible. What did y'all think of that whole thing about me uh, using Soul Train? Some of y'all don't understand it. I know. I probably should have explained it before, but I just wanted to play something that when you hear it, you think of black people. That's Soul Train. <laughs> and then when they were talking about people all over the world, I mean, they talk about people all over the world, and that that music literally went all over the world. Everybody know that theme. And then to put the shofar in there, Israel, all of that is Israelites, all of it. Including the music, including Soul Train, all of it. We've made this thing very spooky. The Jews, we are Israel. When we're misbehaving, we're Israel. When we're acting like we got some sense, we're Israel. In ancient times, we're not the Israelites, the disobedient people, obedient people. Of course, we want to encourage obedience. But, folks, we're that people. We are that people. And I hope tonight people understand that. Uh, we got enough sense not to glorify this identity, which is totally 1,000% fleshly, carnal, uh, over what has happened in the spirit through Christ, through the blood, through what Yah pulled off on Golgotha with the Christ dying, uh, 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 raising up from the dead, ascending and offering himself. Folks, <laughs> the new man is, is, is supreme on this show. Uh, and I, I know we don't say it all the time because we're trying to get other truths out, but, folks, that is the door. And that is what this host, this host, uh, um, this is where uh, I, my priority is, is hope, hoping that this, 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 this dialogue tonight will point us to the one and only Yah of Israel at, through his Messiah. Folks, there is nothing we can say tonight in the next in over the last six shows or whatever shows we're going to do in the future or any of the 430 shows, there's nothing I can breathe out of my mouth more important than having a relationship with Yah of Israel and following his uh, his Ruach HaKadosh, following, 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 I mean, literally every day uh, inquiring, seeking his heart, seeking his Ruach every day, the spirit, his spirit, his spirit. Uh, uh, do we do it? Do I do it? I try to. I think I'm not that good at it. I think I could be better at it. I've, I've never been happy with my relationship with the Father. I've always wanted more, more, more of him, more of him, more of him. But, folks, that's what this host is trying to do with this project we call the Five Muslim Network. We're trying our best to wake up our people and point them to a more closer walk with the Father. If the scriptures have
have been presented to us, uh, regurgitated, may I add, may I say to us, uh, uh, through white supremacy, and uh, we're looking at the father cockeyed. We have uh, some very strange beliefs about the father because of the way the scriptures was taught to us, because of who we think the people are in that Bible, because of who we think prophecy is talking about, and it's confusing us in, in terms of understanding what is going to happen in the latter days, what is going to befall us as a people. If something is throwing us off track that bad, don't you think that the scriptures would want us to address that? And I see the hand that's up. Just bear with us, uh, whoever that is, just bear with us, please. But wouldn't you think the scriptures would want us to address something that hideous, something that evil, something that would stand in the way of the people of the Most High? Wouldn't you think if something have us hating ourselves more so than others hate themselves, if something have us uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-destruction. Psychologists call it self-hate. When the so-called African-Americans are doing these weird things we're doing to each other, uh, you know, be it with our dollars or with our votes or with our just allegiance uh, to, to, to certain institutions. Folks, wouldn't you think that the Most High have put in his word something to address this people that has been turned inside out? The scripture says it has been given for reproof, for instruction in righteousness, for correction. Well, that's what the Five Smooth Stone Network is all about. We use the scriptures for also correction. And the biggest correction you're going to hear tonight is that of something called white supremacy. Folks, we know nothing really of that Bible. We know nothing really of the Savior. We know nothing really of ourselves. We are all white supremacists. I don't care what you say, who you are. I don't care how black you are. I'm the black cards you got in your back pocket. If you born in America and you was educated in this system, huh. if you have a degree under this system, if you have a Ph.D. under this system, you have, you're, you're covered with it. You're covered with it. There are some of us that are learning some things, and the Holy Spirit, that Ruach HaKadosh is, is delivering us from a lot of lies, deception, and ignorance. Yes, yes, yes. But make no qualms about it. You are still a white supremacist. I can ask, I can do a little test here. We're going to bring on the brother... John Clark's here in a second, but I just got to go through a few little preliminaries, and I'm just feeling something right now. Let me just go through this really quickly. But if I ask each and every one of you, I always do this test. I can't do it now for time's sake, but I always do a test. And I ask the listeners to close their eyes. Let's do it. Close your eyes. It's just going to take about 30 seconds. Let's do it real quick before we bring on Brother John. Close your eyes, Really? Imagine the Messiah, him feeding the 5,000. Imagine the disciples talking with him and the people talking with him. Huh. Can you see your Messiah? 
have an idea, don't you? You see him? Do you see the 5,000? Do you see his disciples? Do you see the Sanhedrin council maybe there? Do you see, do you see, do you see? All right, snap out of it. Be drop dead honest with your brother tonight. Did you see any white people in your mind? Did you see any olive color people in your mind? If you did, I submit to you in love, and I'm not playing with love. Y'all know we lovers at this show here. We ain't on no hate. Folks, if you didn't see something that looked almost like an Atlanta bus station, you, my friend, are a victim of white supremacy. That's no offense to white people. That's no slap in the face to white people. It's just the truth, folks. I can prove it. We can prove it. We proved it on this network. That Bible was full of dark-skinned people. Where white skin do appear in that Bible, it was not spoke of, spoken of favorably. There was too much mixing for there to be a white nation. Too much. It's impossible. I know what y'all thinking. That brother hate. Ooh, that brother full of hate. No, this brother full of love. Perhaps I'm in error. Perhaps you can show me in Scripture how I'm in error. We ain't playing tonight. We're taking off the gloves. We're not going to, you know, um, we're not playing. We're never playing, but we definitely ain't playing tonight, okay? Um, all due respect to the, and for all humanity, anything breathing, living, we love you tonight. We want to feel your pain tonight. We want to be sensitive to where you're at in your thinking. Be the same way with us. Try to understand us. I'm not an angry black man I used to be. Right now, I just want to liberate people with truth. Like I said, if you saw white people in your mind, light-skinned people in your mind, olive-colored people in your mind, you are a victim of white supremacy. It simply did not exist. Those people were very dark-skinned people, or brown people at, at, at best. What does it matter? What does it matter, Brother Seth? Well, it matters because somebody come behind that story and whitewashed us so much that we don't even think we have any value with regards to the father. If it's going to make the father look like suspect, if it's going to make the father look like he may be abusing us, if it's going to make the father look like we don't have purpose, oh, yeah, we need to talk about it. And that's all this show is trying to do, right some wrongs. Not get one for the white man, pay the white man back. We passed that. I'm past that. I don't want to have one hair on any white person's head. The Bible says the greatest love is for you to give your life for your friend. What I want is truth. It may make some people feel uncomfortable, and I'll give my show to the crown, but we got to deal tonight. Folks, no, 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 really. We got to deal tonight. So, going to go to the phone lines, bring on, <laughs> bring on my brother. But before I do, one more time, check this out. Check this out. Take a long, take a long. 
had to hit that, just had to hit that. I mean, my goodness, that's what we talk about. We, it's just for everybody. It ain't, you know, ain't no black thing. Okay, enough of that. And we're coming to area code 337 as well as 870. But please allow us to uh, bring on our brother. Okay, Brother John uh, Clark, your line is now open. Eric Code nine seven two eight zero five. Brother, how are you doing tonight? Sorry about me having What's to good, go, sir? go there, but uh, I had to go there. Brother, how are you doing? Say hello to the people, and everything pretty much is in your hand. Very well, very well. What's good, peoples? Another installment of Five Smooth Stones. My name is John Clark. Happy to be here. It's an honor to do this again. Last week. Everything worked out very, very well. Before we go on with this show, there's a couple of things I would like to touch base on. Um, Initially, the same format that we utilized last week, which seemed, in my opinion, quite effective, we will maintain this week. That being um, cameo appearance. No one has requested one. That would give someone the ability to speak uninterrupted for a given period of time. And I then want to go request to one, and, brother, just so you know, another 10 minutes, whenever you can. Go right ahead. So you just, you're just going to do that now? <laughs> <laughs> I never got to email, to be honest with you, but go ahead, brother. <laughs> and, oh, John, just, yeah, just I have to call the callers, but, but I want you to do your thing first. <laughs> I appreciate that. Folks, I speak with Brother Seth Bangner every day, and he, he, he decides to request a cameo appearance. When I'm discussing a cameo appearance, oh, 10 minutes email, given to Brother Seth. Oh, I sent a text through Facebook, uh, chat through Facebook, but don't sweat it. We're flexible. We're flexible. So, folks, we do cameo appearances. That allows someone to speak without being interrupted, at which times other persons can jump in and have a more organic discussion about what they may have stated during that cameo appearance. The whole objective of that particular format is so that a person can get a full thought out without someone having to come in and say, I disagree with that, or I would like to comment on that, so on and so forth. Anyone at any given time can let us know that they would like to comment, to refute, or whatever it is they would like to do after that appearance, we'll put them in the queue, and they can, and they can do that. What we want to do is usher in an environment that makes the most meek and mild person feel comfortable with hitting that one and putting themselves in a queue and ask a question without feeling like they're going to be jumped on. You are more than welcome to voice your thoughts on this Five Smooth Stones Network, and John Clark will go to bat to make sure that you get your fair turn and that no one is abusive. That's not what we do here. The cats that you see on the uh, city blocks who are demeaning people, calling people out of their names, so on and so forth, they believe that they're Hebrews. That's the only connection, the only connection. And, folks, we operate in the spirit of love and consideration, and that's what, how we look to distinguish ourselves. I want to give props to several of the callers in last week, starting with uh, our uh, guest, Pastor Chris, Pastor Foreman, Apostle Malachi, who are all on. I want to thank you all for being on and being a part of last week's show. It was epic, in my opinion. Um, 
I know that Pastor Foreman was unable to make it because of work obligations, and um, we appreciate you giving us a heads up on that. I believe Pastor Chris is in the house. Apostle Malachi jumps in as he chooses. I know that Sister Eliana is going to be on, and we haven't heard from her in a minute. That would be good yeah. to chit-chat with her. Uh, sister is full of knowledge, and, um, again, I just like the fact that she's a woman sometimes and speaks <laughs> from a different perspective than you hard legs, so to speak. Um the, the house cleaning, uh, folks. When you, if you want to comment, you're going to press the one to place yourself in the host queue. Once you are greeted by Brother Seth, the rules are as follows: you are to let us know your name, where you're calling from. If you have a question or a comment, and this is important, what your intention is with your question or comment. The reason why we do that is. We do not want you to have nefarious intent or you're saying, hey, I got a question, but what you're really looking to do is to undermine someone's position. If you want to undermine someone's position, you need to put that straight on the table because if we find out otherwise, you're going to be muted, which, by the way, once you ask your question, you're going to be muted so that the persons who are the guests can comment on that question. We found that to be very effective. It worked, it worked out very well last week. We're going to continue to espouse that particular approach. Um, several persons called in last week, and again, I wanted to just say, hey, thanks. Brother Elishua, who was giving us uh, basically a lesson on a pragmatic as opposed to a scriptural-based approach uh, to the things that we discuss here. That was very, very insightful. Brother Castleberry, he let us know that Assyria actually conquered the southern portion of Babylon. Y'all know Brother Jay looked it up because I'm not trying to just take things at face value. And yes, indeed, they did conquer the southern portion of Babylon. Now, keep in mind, the context in which he spoke was in reference to what Brother Seth states from the north. I don't believe that Babylon was the country coming from the north. I believe that were, was the Europeans, but um, point well taken, Brother Castleberry, good looking out. And then we have Israel Malak from California who came on and just discussed with us briefly the importance of knowing who the Hebrews are or the Israelites are, the true Israelites in this day at this time, the importance of knowing that to give you insight. So I want to give you guys props for jumping on and giving us uh, a piece of your mind, letting us understand things from your perspective. Uh, with that being said, Brother Seth, I'm going to turn that back over to you so you can go ahead and jump on, uh, um, on those phone calls and hopefully follow the, that particular protocol. Yes, yes, and uh, I appreciate that, uh, Brother John. Um, appreciate you bringing up those callers from last week. That's really good. Um, and we do appreciate the call callers. And we got a phone line full of people. Folks, if you're on the phone line, if you want to comment, just know right now we just want to just kind of hold off till we start these audios going because uh, we, I don't, you know, there's nobody with questions. Should have questions right now. We just, um, unless you have questions about something I was saying earlier, and I'll take that. Uh, I want to just say this. Uh, Brother Carl is in the house. Brother Carl is a gentleman that actually interviewed one of the, uh, he was interviewed by one of the gentlemen we're going to be playing on the show. So just know we have a special appearance by Brother Carl. He is in the house. If you have a question or comment, he'll press 1. Uh, Brother Carl, if you can press 1 right now because your hand is up for some reason. I know we just talked. So press 1 now and then later on after we play these clips, if you want to jump in, we can come in. Also, Erica, three 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 two seven eight zero two. If you have a question about something I was saying earlier, don't do anything. If you 
about to call your hand is still up, press 1. And area code 327 press 1 also, unless you had a question about something I said earlier. Otherwise, let's wait till we start these audio clips, and then you guys want to come on and, and comment if you, if, if you so need, okay? Um, so, Brother John is going to coordinate how long it, different people can talk as to, you know, let him make that call. We do have some timers. Uh, we have one-minute timers, three-minute timers, five-minute timers, as well as ten-minute timers. And he'll let me know what to do with regards to the various callers. So, we're starting out, Brother John, where you want to put it at three minutes like we normally did, did last week? Three minutes sounds good, man. Okay, we'll start off with three minutes unless we start to ask you a question and things kind of flow from there. Folks, listen, I really appreciate you tuning in to the Five Who's Stone Network tonight uh, with Brother John. Uh, we also going to go to the phone lines now and bring on Brother Chris. Uh, Pastor... Uh, um, Chris, if you're in the house, go ahead and press 1. Sister Eliana is going to be joining us around 8.45-ish uh, Central Standard Time. Um, um, and let's see what else we got going on here. Okay, but Chris's line is now uh, hot, so we'll go ahead and go to him. Okay, area code 682552. Uh, Pastor Chris, are you there? Yes, sir. How are you doing this evening? Well, it's good, good to hear your voice. Good to hear you guys. And how you doing, Brother John? Everything's well, thank you. Good hearing well, both of your voices. Well, it's always good to have uh, Pastor Chris, and, and this is uh, Pastor Alcy Chris, everybody from Fort Worth, Texas. Now, you know how these pastors kind of hide behind their four walls? Not this brother. He is out and about. Uh, just You can find Brother Chris uh, just wherever the issue is, as a rule. He tries to just do it all, and I really appreciate him. And uh, this is the one of the few people that convicts me with how much he does versus how much I does. Now I do work like doing the shows and so forth, but I wish I could do be a part of as many things as he is. This brother he has a long list of things he is doing for our people. When we say our people tonight, folks, just don't get alarmed. We only talk about African Americans, aka Israelites. Simple and plain. But we do believe in loving and, sh- and serving other people. But we just believe we serve our people first, just like any healthy nation would do. It's just that simple. No hate on the show tonight. All right. Brother John, it's in your hands. Uh, I do have an audio clip I'm going to play. If you want me to, I'll go ahead and start it, folks. Just so everybody knows, this is an audio clip by uh, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Michael Brown. Uh, this gentleman... Uh, I don't really want to pay homage to him because I don't know yet if I really um, approve yet of what he what he is doing, and that's no slight to him. I just don't know him yet. So as we play the audio, you'll see what I mean. I don't know which angle he's coming from. So let's just listen, and, 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 you, and you can, by your own spirit, determine what you hear. I know he believes in Christ, and so that makes him a, that makes him a brother. Uh, yes, go ahead. Somebody's talking. Uh, that, yeah, this is, this is John. I, I wanted to quickly give um that folks there's normally two types of persons on here there's one person is the one who listens to this and it's for entertainment purposes enjoy yourself we hope we um (laughs) allow you to have a great time with the five smooth stones network there's a second person and that person is who i would like to focus on that person wants to know and for that person i say to you to Study and show yourself approved. When we are given scriptures, write those scriptures down. 
follow up on the things that we're stating because in doing that, it will begin to gel and cement what it is that we're stating. Find the contrary to what we're saying and see if that argument is able to stand up under careful scrutiny. Okay? The reason why I state that is because earlier, Brother Seth made a comment about Ashkenazi Jews. Not everyone may know exactly who that is. And um, the person that he's about to play a clip of is an Ashkenazi Jew. Ashkenaz is of the lineage of Japheth, and you'll find that in Genesis 10. It's important that you understand that Israel did not come from Japheth. He came from Shem. And that's the reason why we have to make that distinction. Many of the Ashkenazi Jews converted to Judaism. They were not Jews by blood lineage. Okay? It, it, and, and the Most High was okay with persons who converted. However, <clears throat> we're concerned about some of the persons <clears throat> who, quote, unquote, converted. All of the people who are Ashkenazi Jews are not out to get you. They have no evil intent towards you. They are just as deceived about what took place as you were before you knew. They may not even know. They're living, think about it, folks. There is somebody named Yusuf. He has a wife. Her name is Emma. He has two kids. He's out there (laughs) hustling, just trying to live his life, just like you hustling, trying to live yours. So don't get that mad just because he's an Ashkenazi Jew. He's just trying to better the quality of life for himself and his family. He, he may not know, but there is a group of persons who not only know, but they perpetuate a lie. Yeah. That is the synagogue of Satan. They, in the synagogue is where you are taught. And this particular synagogue of Satan, they are perpetuating a lie. They want you to remain deceived. So I wanted you to make that distinction between Israel, who came from Shem, and the Ashkenazi Jews, who came from Japheth. You'll find that in Genesis 10. One of the two other scriptures I'll give you. Many people think that the Jews. The 400-year prophecy, you will find that, that prophecy in Genesis 15 when uh, the Most High God is letting Abraham know that his children, his lineage, are going to be in bondage and evilly entreated for 400 years. They think that that's what happened in Egypt. Go to Exodus 12. Exodus 12 will let you know that they were there for 400 and. 30 years and left the self same day exactly 430 years and if you look at every other captivity you will not find 400 years except for this one this is the closest one that you will have 430 years and then after that generation they will come back to worship at this mountain it states So for those people who are academics, who really want to get to the bottom of this thing, you go to Genesis 10, that's the table of nations, uh, uh, um, Genesis uh, 15, where God gives Abraham the specifics of the 400-year prophecy, and then Exodus 12, that'll let you know this is not Egypt. It said 430 years the self-same day. Brother Seth, you you were saying? 
Yeah, I was just want to say, uh, and no disrespect to Dr. Uh, Brown, it's just that we sent out a, a picture to all of you where on his picture it gave his accolades. Just read it, folks. Okay, for time's sake, we won't go into it. Just know he's a respected man in this community. He loves the Father. More importantly, he believes that he accepts the Father by way of the Messiah. He is our brother. We just may disagree on some things he say. Just know that. But we don't hate him, and this is not no witch hunt. Because he, just real quick, the brother that we posted, uh, really quick, and we're going to start this clip up, everybody. When we posted the promo on my Facebook, our brother Seth Turner, when I posted the, the promo of the Five Stone, that brother actually responded and said, why are you using my pictures? I'm not going to be on your show, basically. I'm not going on the panel. And I let him know that we're using your photos because you are on our show. We are going to hear from you. It will be you speaking. And I want people to know who you are. So I put a... I put what he posted about himself on his picture. Much respect for the brother in terms of what he is trying to do with what he is working with. But all I ask of him, who I know is going to listen because we're using his photos, is brother, just like you said at the end of your audio or your video, as you said to the so-called black Hebrews, we need you. We need you. I say the same thing to you. Dr. Michael Brown, we need you. We need all that you have, all of your connections, all of your insight, all of your colleagues, all of the connections you know in Israel, all of your wit to promote a deeper truth. Having said that, I want to say one more thing. We're going to go to the Kippenless Brother John have one thing. I'm going to make this less than a minute. Folks, this is so important. I cannot, I can't articulate it. Without this information, the Father looked like he's just picking on us. Why do African Americans have it so hard? We do have it hard. It seems like anybody we know on the planet. I know there's other Israelites scattered out the four corners. We're not the only one. We ain't saying that. Lie. But, folks, we are living out those prophecies that are supposed to be on Israel. That's why sometimes you hear some of those young people say, nobody living like we do because we live it so clearly. But, no, there are other people living out. And just for the record, I don't think that every single one of those Christians may have to be on the African Americans so much as it's supposed to be on the Israelites scattered. Whoever said that one tribe is supposed to have all of the curses, all of the prophecies, if they're disobedient, that is. Remember, you're going to hear a lot of cursing. You're going to hear that tonight. But remember, if you and yours obey the most high and follow that, his Ruach, folks, there's no cursing coming out of thy dwelling. You'd be kind of like the Messiah if you if you really are obedient. He had all that power. He wasn't limited by the enemy. Yet he mourned for his nation. He cried. You'll be like that. You can walk in power. He's given us all power. Tread on scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. We're not a powerless people. Those that are in Christ that really believe and exercise those prophecies, excuse me, precious promises. But folks, we're talking about a nation. Tonight, it's about a nation. Don't get caught in the individual, what you're going through. You are connected to a nation, African Americans. Anyway, Brother John, if you're ready, I'll go with the first clip. Uh, actually, 
there's just one last thing that I would like to just clarify, if I may, Brother Seth. The persons whom are on the business end of the transatlantic slave trade, taken to the islands, dispersed to South America, North America, and the islands. That is not one tribe, folks. In the word, the Bible, that is, there's a particular passage. I'm not going to look it up. I'll leave that, to, uh, leave that to the Bible scholars to do. But there's a point in time where all there were persons who were from all of the northern tribes. Not everyone, but there were persons who left and came down to the southern tribe or the southern kingdom of Judah, primarily the Levites. A lot of the Levites came down, and they were resident in Judah. They were not amongst their tribe in the the northern kingdom. And so when uh, Judah, when the temple was sacked, I believe that was 75 A.D., and they were... Uh, basically scattered at that point in time. A lot of them went into slavery at that point in time under the Romans. There were many tribes in the southern kingdom at that point in time. And the only reason why I bring that up is because it's not like it was just Judah. No, it wasn't just Judah. There were many tribes that were mixed in with the southern kingdom. And with that being said, again, look that up. Find that out. Why? Because it's not just one tribe. Let's go ahead and go to the clip, Seth. All right, folks. Here comes uh, Dr. Michael Brown, radio host, author, professor, uh, who has a syndicated, uh, national syndicated radio show. And here we go. I think this this audio have a little of delay. Um, but Wallace, is, 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 his show actually had a little delay when he was playing the audio. It played about eight minutes late for some reason, but it'll come on here in a second. But yes, he does have a national syndicated talk show, uh, The Lines of Fire. Uh, hopefully uh, he invited me to on his show. We'll see. He may not want me on his show after today because I'm not softening up just because of the invitation. Okay? So anyway, um, should start any minute here, folks. There was a delay. Where can, where, can someone, where can someone? Where can where if we if, if a person said, "Hey, I want to hear more of this guy," what is what, where would they find that at? And what's his what's his platform overall? What is he? It's gonna pop on any minute, but he's uh, all you gotta do is type in uh, go to YouTube and just type in Michael Brown, uh, Dr. Okay. Michael Brown. It pops up. He got some kind of connections must on the internet because he definitely definitely pops up. Uh, but I remember this show did have a delay in it. But, yeah, you can do that. It, 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 you, I had no trouble finding him, just like he had no trouble finding me for some reason. But uh, like I said, everybody, he is a, a Messianic Jew, uh, a so-called Jew. Uh, in the phone number out now, but this is going to be a rich show opening up Scripture and exposing the deception of a very dangerous group. I say dangerous in the worst sense of the word because they twist scripture, they bring people into bondage, they are full of hatred, they do not have the spirit of God. Now, there are black Jews today, some of them are Orthodox Jews, some of them are more secular Jews, and some of them, like my friend Sarah Masia, who's been on the broadcast a couple of times, 
is a Messianic Jew, a black Messianic Jew, all right? I am a white Messianic Jew. He is a black Messianic Jew, not disputing here that there are black Jews, not arguing here that there are some tribes or groups in Africa that can claim legitimate Israelite descent, not arguing that. And to me, ultimately, it's not an issue whether Moses looked African or whether Moses looked Indian or whether Moses looked Chinese or whether Moses looked Caucasian. The same with Jesus. All of us, all of us spiritually that relate to, to God as our Father and Jesus as our Savior, all of us have to recognize our primary identification is spiritual. What does a woman do with the fact that Jesus is male? Can she not relate to him fully because he's male? And, and because he was not all of the above. In other words, he was not Native American. He was he was not Chinese. He was not uh, he was not Nigerian. He was not American. He, in other words, he was not all different ethnicities and all different skin colors at the same time. That everybody has to relate to him a certain way that's different. Okay, I mean we we understand that. So our identification with the Messiah is not based primarily on skin color or ethnicity, it is based on a spiritual connection. So again, if Jesus was a black man, a white man, a Native American man, if he was an, an Asian man, if, if he was a Caucasian man, none of that is an issue. When we emphasize his Jewishness, it has to do with his spiritual heritage and his connection back to Abraham, back to David. That's what's important in that respect. Does he connect in that way to a group of people today who are still called Jews. Yes, he does in that way, and therefore that group of people must welcome him back to Jerusalem. And that group of people is living in Israel today and known as Jews. You say, well, what's with these Hebrew Israelites, or these black Hebrew Israelites? And, uh, for, for decades, I would see them on street corners in New York City. Oh, was it uh, mid-90s or early 90s? I confronted them with some of their lies and deception and said, you're preaching a religion of hate. Jesus preached a religion of love. But I didn't calculate. And I said, look, one day we're going to need each other. We're going to be on the bottom of the barrel, blacks and Jews, and we're going to need each other. Rather than hate, spurring hatred, you should spur love. What I failed to calculate was that not only was I a white man speaking to these black gentlemen who had the loudspeakers and the microphones, but I was the only crowd which began to chant, death to America, death to the white man. Uh, so, uh, but, but over the years, here and there, someone's called the show. I'd welcome calls today. In fact, God willing, next Thursday, uh, if you're listening as a, as a black Hebrew Israelite and you want to call me and challenge me on anything, I said, great. And hopefully we can set up some formal debates with some of their leaders. It's got to be with a leader. It's got to be with someone who's recognized in their circles. It's got to be someone who uh, has the respect of their peers. Otherwise, what's the use of doing the debate? Uh, why would you debate someone on the other side that can't rightly represent their position? In any case, you, you, want, you want to be fair to, to the sides, right? But, but all that to say... Brother Seth. All right, folks. Um, apparently, that's the end of that clip. I'm not sure 
where Brother Seth is. If I could get yeah, sorry about anyone that. on the sorry line. About that. Sorry about that. I'm back. Didn't realize it was okay. that short. Okay. We can, uh, if anybody um, want to comment on anything you've ha- heard, Sister Eliana is in the house. Also, I want to go to her right now uh, before we bring anybody else on. So let's do this, everybody. Let's go bring on our sister, uh, Sister Eliana Bot. Yeah, all the way in Mercer, California, who is going to be co-hosting tonight. She just had a little something and so delayed her a little bit, but she is in the house. Eric code 209683. Sister Eliana, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Sister, say hello to the people and let us know any comments you have about that first clip, please. Okay, well, <clears throat> shalom and, and uh, welcome to everyone who's listening in. And this is a really exciting topic, and I'm really glad to be weighing in on this on this particular show because um, many of you may or may not know, I've spent a considerable amount of time in the Orthodox uh, Jewish community and attended an Orthodox synagogue. So I have a really clear firsthand understanding about the thinking. And also, I was around the Messianic Jews who were trying to bridge the um, Christianity with Judaism. So I really like this particular topic because this is a topic that I have a lot of experience in dealing with the people. So I wanted to say, first of all, listening to the gentleman, this gentleman, um, I recognize the speech and the language. This gentleman is uh, started out in Christianity. He started out as a believer uh, in Christ in probably one of the major denominations. He probably grew up um, uh, as a Jewish person in a Jewish home, but probably in a um, secular way. So let me just give a little bit of background about what happens in, in the Jewish community. So if we go back, if you go back into history in very recent times in the United States, somewhere around the time that the, the black people in America were going through civil rights, a large influx, now somewhere around in the late 50s, early 60s, a very large influx of Jews came uh, to the United States from Europe. They were known at that time between the, 50, the, the I would say between the 40s and 50s as less than 1% of the world recognized uh, Jewish people, biblically speaking. But how they grew quickly is that when they came to the United States, many of them came over here and got involved in teaching. Many of them taught in the black colleges down south. They were the professors. And what they began to do to grow their numbers is they started bakeries, and they began to marry. When they married in the United States, they married primarily into the white community. Now, these are white people. They're European people, but they began to marry American women, and they, um, all of the women, they converted to Judaism. They also, all their children, they raised as Jewish, so they started what, what are called yeshivas. Yeshivas are uh, places of learning, and basically in their yeshivas, what they do is they really discredit the Bible, but they hold to the teachings of the Rambam, the Baal Shem Tov, Maimonides, and other writers from Europe 
during the um, late the, the 20s and 30s. And because they started these particular schools, they also taught them the Torah, I mean, not the Torah, but the Mishnah and the Talmud, which are not specific biblical sources. So they indoctrinated their people in this understanding. They also have done papers and studies. I did a a little bit of um, research where they were really proud that when they went into Israel, they felt that Hashem, who they call God, Hashem, which means the name, accepted them because they were able to go into Israel and begin to, you know, start building up the land of Israel. So they felt uh, accepted. What people don't really know about the Jewish uh, people is that their main focus is the book of Ruth in the Bible because Ruth was a convert and she was accepted into Israeli, ancient Israel society as a convert. She was a Canaanite, and Canaanites were not to be accepted, but Ruth found favor. So if you're, if you're a person and you're in the Jewish community or you start going to the synagogues, you will find that they have a high esteem for Ruth because she was a convert and because they are converts by, by nature. Now, I listened to the clip. The gentleman was saying that um, there, there has been, you know, there was in Europe this small amount of Hebrews that came into Europe and intermarried, and uh-huh. that is why the Jewish people became whiter and whiter or European. That is true, but that is not the reason. This is a large group of people who through conversion and anyone can convert into Judaism. Here's another thing that most people don't know. They Sister Eliana, hold on a second. Just remember we got five clips and so we got four more clips. So just just so you know, I didn't know if you thought we were just going to play just the one. Go ahead though. No, no, no. But what I wanted to say, the reason, because when he's debunking the Hebrew Israelites uh-huh. There's thing, there, there are little things that you have to understand in order to get gotcha. the, the real gotcha. perspective. So the I other gotcha. thing that people don't understand is their bot and bar mitzvah. Their bot and bar mitzvah for the for the gen, for the boys, it's at the age of twelve. For the girls, the bot mitzvah is at thirteen. So bar means son, mitzvah or mitzvah means commandment. So Bat means daughter, and bar means son. So when they have their bar mitzvah for a boy at 12, he's becoming a son of the commandment. The bat mitzvah is 13. Now, ancient Israel people did not have a bat mitzvah for their daughters, nor did they have a bar mitzvah for their sons. Where that age of 12 comes in is in Christianity when you understand that Yeshua, the Messiah, went into the temple, he was at the age of 12, and he began to teach the doctors of the law. So they have, there's much, their culture is an interspersing and an interweaving of some uh, biblical uh, Christian doctrine as well as their own manufactured Judaism with the learning of Hebrew and the keeping of certain of the commandments um, this is how they built Judaism, and specifically by keeping their children in their own Hebrew day schools, yeshivas, 
and special learning centers where they can take a community and indoctrinate them specifically in the way that they want them to believe. So I'm going to stop right there and let someone weigh in on that. Yeah, can I say well, something, Sister Eliana? Nah. <laughs> uh, girl, that that just blows my mind. Welcome back. And do you have a man in your life? I mean, have you been warm and well fed <laughs> during the time that we've been apart? That's what I really meant to say. Is how have you been, Sister? <laughs> I have been very well. The the, the most high is definitely with me. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. It's, it's, it, all kidding aside, uh, it's good to hear your voice again. The last time I Thank spoke uh, on the show, I think I was in California, and that's been some time ago. Um, <laughs> girl, you are a just a treasure trove of just – that was a lot. It's like that's the cameo appearance. That's the stuff that persons need to kind of be able to get a better context of the overall understanding of whom it is that we're dealing with. And I, I don't say dealing with like uh, like we're up against these persons. They're playing their part. We're playing our part. But that, is, that was excellent. Thank you so much for weighing in. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. Much. Thank you. And uh, we'll quickly go to the phone line. Folks, we got, uh, like, like I was saying earlier, since y'all, I really appreciate that. We really miss you. And uh, really, really, really appreciate that. I didn't realize you was going to say some of the things you said that was pretty good. We needed that, actually. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Area code uh, six seven eight five five nine. Remember, folks, we got five more clips. So, John, I think we said was it three minutes for the callers. I think this is the LSU. We may need to give them a little, about five though at the most. Hold uh, on, that's LSU. Don't bring them on yet. Is that LSU? Yes. Okay, it let's really have a quick is. discussion in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just be Man, messing with L. That's what. You, you, that's you what got, <laughs> You got jokes. You got jokes. I know. Uh, but I don't deserve that joke, man. Wait, 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 hold a second. Hold a second. Let me, he just disappeared. Wait, let, let me make sure that I saw what I saw. I thought I saw him. And uh, I guess he got tired of holding. Folks, you got to be patient with us. we we going to come to you now, okay? I'm not sure I don't see him. So let's go ahead and go to clip number two, folks. And then anyone have questions, just hold it to after clip number two. All right, here we go. This is positive. It's a little longer. It's seven minutes and 40. Seven minutes and forty seconds. Here we go. I want to be fair to to the sides, right? But but all that to say this: Black Hebrew Israelites claim that they are the original tribes of Israel. They claim that they are the original tribes of Israel, and one of the great proofs is they alone fulfill the curses in Deuteronomy twenty-eight. Which, by the way, there's not a worse place they could go than the last verse of Deuteronomy twenty-eight to prove that they cannot be the original Israelites. Not a, not a worse place. It is the worst possible scripture for them to quote. It completely undoes their entire position. Yet you'll find websites offering you all these, you know, it's money if you can prove that they aren't the ones of Deuteronomy 28. And we'll get into that theology a little bit deeper in a moment. But, but, understand this. Not only are they saying that they are the original Israelites, that, that would not concern me so much if they were not preaching false things about who Jesus is, and they're different groups with different levels of doctrine, if, if they were not preaching a dangerous legalism, which many of them do, if, if they were not coming up with all kinds of falsehoods about history, and if they were not attacking Jewish people today with such lies and such venom, 
Many would say that the white man is the manifestation of Satan. The Jews today are imposters. And, and this is where it gets ugly in many, many ways. In, in fact, when I interviewed Rabbi Harry Rosenberg, whom I had just met in Israel, about the Ten Lost Tribes, we posted that interview, oh, a month or so ago. And so we are both Jews. We are both Ashkenazi Jews. It can be demonstrated genetically that we are not descendants of the Khazars, this alleged conversion of the Khazar people. And that's where modern Jews come from today, or modern Ashkenazi Jews. That's been debunked historically. That's been debunked linguistically. That's been debunked genetically. Over, over and again. It's just a myth. It's just a lie. Now, my concern is that some people I'm speaking to don't care about facts, don't care about truth. And, and, and if you're going to convince me that you care about facts and truth, then you're going to have to look at sources that make clear arguments and think them through and then respond as opposed to just reject facts from geneticists and, and, and historians and things like that. But Black Hebrew Israelites would claim that someone like me, oh, well, you see, you're white-skinned, you're this white-skinned devil, and so on, all right? And you're just, you're false converts, you go back to the Khazars and, and other ugly things like that. Again, there is zero historical or genetic support for that. Zero, all right? And any, any geneticist who's argued for it has been soundly debunked by others, all right? There's really, there's really no debate to be had here. But they will argue that. And, and historically, what, what most geneticists agree with is that there was a smallish group that could have come down to 20,000 people that was in Europe and that has clear genetic descent going back to the Middle East, going back to the people of Israel. And that those people then in Europe, through intermarriage with other Europeans, other white-skinned or Caucasian Europeans, they then converted into Judaism like Ruth did, they or to the people of Israel. They then converted into that, and then that's why you have so many Caucasian Jews. But going back to the origins and to the fathers in these families and, and to others, there is a clear Israelite descent. In any case, I, I just want to read to you a tiny, tiny sampling, a tiny sampling of the venom and ugliness that's come our way in our discussion about 10 lost tribes, acknowledging black Israelites, acknowledging black Israelites strongly as, as, as part or black Jews, acknowledging that we got blessed. In fact, I may actually have to turn off comments for this video, which I've never done for a video yet, but I may have to because of the level of trash and ugliness and profanity that we've had to block. Uh, so Harry Rosenberg is called Little Dirty Harry Blankberg. You're not from the tribe of Judah. You are a convert, you serpent. Another. These are Amalekite Hazars. These are another offshoot of Edomites, white people. These are not real blood Israelites. Real, talk about me and, and this Rabbi Rosenberg. Real Israelites are Negro people. You can't turn a person's nationality into a religion, especially stealing a people's identity. These sons of blanks are identity thefts on the highest level, like death penalty worthy. This is the kind of junk and garbage that's out there. It's ugly. It's ugly. And this hatred must over, be overcome with love. And this, uh, this, uh, these lies, this venom must be overcome with truth. Never knew of 613 commandments till the real Jew. Afro-Americans brought it out. These red fake, red, fake red blanks make me sick. Can't wait till God comes back.
Where is your Bible, devil? This is all BS, BS. These people are not the child of the Most High. These people are identity thieves. He don't know what the blank he's talking about. This video, video is BS. Ooh, how amazing when the light is turned on. The devil is still trying to save his little darkness. The chosen light are on forever and evermore. Even Hitler, a white devil like them, said, how can the Jew leave black and come back white? No wonder why he did uh, hail Hitler like he was a prophet. I mean, this, this is sicko stuff. Sicko stuff. Hazarian fake Jews and Europeans did this to us, rob and steal and rape us, and that's what you all did to all the world. You broke up the malinated people, history, way of life, and world. We're not hiding and waiting, and we're still in bondage, controlled by the Kazarian, fake Jews, Rothschild, Rock, Rockefeller families, and more. We are called Negroes and blacks, but we are the real Hebrew, Israelites, Israel. Uh, uh, most of them, Dan, Hamites, aren't Israel either. Ishmaelites, for blank, sure and not. Go and read your satanic book, the Talmud. You Hazars don't believe in the Torah, sitting there looking like two demons. Revelation 2.9.3.9, read it. You say you're Jews, but you're a synagogue of Satan. Uh, Dr. Brown just got his blanking, hypocritical, racist, two faces, blank slap right now because you, sir, Dr. Brown, blank stain, have a full video. Play. Uh, anyway, on and on. Sicko, sicko, ugly, ugly, ugly stuff. So no white man is a Jew. Uh, on and on it goes. I mean, I just have a little sampling I pulled out. Two devils speaking about our Bible. Read Deuteronomy 28:15 to 68. You'll know who they are, and they know the truth. Uh, how can this fake Ashkenazi Jew tell us who a Jew is? Uh, this gig is up. Fake white Jews. The world knows the real Jews are black and that you are imposters. Look at these two lying ser serpents, LOL, effing goose. The real Jews are the Negroes and the Americas. F out of here with your heresy gutter rats. Yeah, that's, that's probably why we will block comments to this video rather than have an endless stream of profanity that we have to block later on. We'll see. When we come back, we're going to take a look at Deuteronomy 28. We're also going to blow out of the water this notion that in the Bible, white. And he is not going to blow out of nothing. Uh, John, your line is open. Pastor Chris, your line is open. Cecilia, uh, your line is open. I want to go first real quick, just uh, talk fast, and then, John, you can just take it over from there. Please let me just say this. Uh, I listened to this, and I just wrote these following notes really quickly. Folks, when somebody have a, a, a national syndicate talk show and they're talking about this and that and the other, it just kind of gives them credit that they shouldn't have. Probably even me is with this Five Stone Network. Anybody can be wrong. Let me tell you all something about the Talmud. The Talmud talks about there are all of these practices that Jews, that the so-called Jews do. Just just to give you one as to why somebody said take your fake book, your your evil book, the Talmud. Let me just tell you why a lot of these young boys is not being wise out there. We don't we don't agree with none of the anger. So let's not even address the cursing or the whatever because that's just what young people do when they're upset. It's wrong. It's wrong with two left shoes. We don't do it here. Not everybody do that. So this thing about the Jews, the Israelites, the black Israelites. This is what the black Israelites do. He don't speak for us. Brother John, you don't hear him talking like this. It's the only man talking like that. Pastor Chris, okay, you can't lump 40 million people across to some young people. That's what they do. They always go get the, these people saying things, learning. Got, you know, these young people are young lions. They're upset. They've been lied to. But one of the practices they do, and I'm not, I don't mean to gross anybody out, but this is why these young boys... 
think the way they think. But y'all know that rabbis in Israel and all over the world actually do a ritual where they put their mouth on the babies of penises. penises. I'm not lying. And that's just for starters. There's a lot of things they do that's just flat out evil. And I mean, you got people dressed up in a ceremony type of fashion, and the priest literally have his mouth on a baby's penis. That's why they call it evil. These young boys are not smoking on something. They're just upset. Another thing is, he's not about to do anything with no Deuteronomy 28. I want you to hear that the, the answer he gives is just ludicrous. Get your Bibles after this. You've got to be able to see this. And... Um, I want to also say this. When you hear somebody say, oh, that's the worst verse ever, they, 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 you know, it's reverse the curse is what I've told. When you hear people teach you and if they have an evil heart, oftentimes you can find the truth by reversing what they say. Reverse it. He's saying it's the worst scripture to use? Oh, really? We'll see. We'll see. But I also wanted to say, when he talk about these geneticists and physicists and historical, that's what I call no smoking gun. A lot of times what people do to win an argument, they'll talk about this army of people they got, the proof they have. Folks, I submit to you, after being to Israel over nine times, there is no smoking gun, no smoking professionals. As many people that he can quote that have said genetically, these are the Jews. Okay, I hear some noise. Mute me. I hear dogs. Please mute me if you're not talking right now. But for any time you hear somebody say that, just know this. Until they quote that fact, hear it and don't hear it. Just like if I say something, what scientists say, well, ask me, brother, said, what scientists? What work do scientists do? Give me dates, time, places. And remember, for every scientist that says something, there's probably another scientist that's going to disagree. We claim we are Israel strictly through Scripture and the Spirit. They claim they're Israel through whether or not you're born to a Jewish mother, which I don't know where they get that from. It's always been to the Father. And also, they always talk about geneticists, geneticists. And we know what the history of some people with regards to geneticists. This is why we throw out geneticists. Especially if you have been forever talking about the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, and they've always been white. And then when millions of people begin to wake up, now you all of a sudden acknowledging Jews over here, acknowledging Jews over in Africa. They weren't doing that 20 years ago, not the way they're doing it right now. So my point is, folks, we've got to be very wise. It just kind of upsets me, the level of this gentleman. Again, he's going to hear this show, and I really don't appreciate the deception there. If you have scripture to validate your claims, like you're about to butcher the scripture with Deuteronomy 28 and 68, the people can hear for themselves, but I think you butchered it. Um, put the scripture out there. The Holocaust was horrible. We hate your people went through it. We wish they would not have went through it. We don't wish it upon our enemies. I don't wish it upon my enemies. But it's not in the Bible. Your people was put in gas or ovens. That was horrible. But it's not in the Bible. The way you became a nation in 1948 with the United States, Great Britain, and the U.N., do you really want to air that dirty laundry out over the air? 
you want people to know how much cruel wickedness went into you become a nation nineteen forty eight? When the scripture says from Israel become a nation it's gonna be peace. There is all but peace. Your young people have to walk around in Israel with big guns. It's like when I go to Israel, there's this sense of forcing your way. Forcing your way in history, forcing your way in the land, keeping those Palestinians in their place in the Gaza Strip. It's forced. Where's your scriptures? Where's your scriptures? Go ahead, Brother John. I just had to say that. Um, I, I, yeah. Where does one begin? Um, I, when I'm dealing with someone who is a quote unquote doctor, um, I would expect. Uh, a certain degree of scholarship coming from that individual. And, and it bothers me that it, it, it just does not seem to me that that it, he could possibly have looked under all the rocks, so to speak, and come up with that position. But if that's what he has come up with, then so be it. As I've always maintained, especially on the Five Smooth Stones Network, it's not my job to prove anything to you nor to anyone. Um the proof will come out. It's always just a matter of time. That's the way prophecy oftentimes works. It is set for a period of time. That time is upon us now, and what we are doing is part of that. Um, I, I'm, I'm absolutely aghast that you would take Deuteronomy 28 and 68 and say that that's the scripture that makes us undone. That is the scripture. That's one of the strongest scriptures that lets you know that there's only been one set of people who went into bondage with ships, with ships. If you want to say, well, it said Egypt, well, surely you understand typology. Surely you understand types and shadows. Egypt represents bondage. That was bondage for the Hebrews for four, uh, actually, I shouldn't say for 430 years, but for an extended period of time. That was bondage. So if the reference to bondage is Egypt, it's just simply stating you're going to go back into bondage with ships. And it says you will be sold and no one will buy you. That's, that simply means that you're going to be sold. And as the Jewish tradition is, you can buy someone out of slavery. You can put money up and buy them out of slavery. But see, this slavery was so evil and wicked that you could not buy someone out of slavery. You're going to get sold regardless. Not to mention the fact that when you're making comments about, and keep in mind, I'm speaking as if I'm actually talking to Dr. Brown, um, <laughs> because I was just kind of just, just smitten. Like, you got to be kidding me. Man. You're talking about these different people that are in Africa. They're in Africa that they are Jews or so on and so forth. Were they scattered there? Do they have a nation? Do they have a right. do they have history? Okay, because the Jews that were scattered, they were scattered to all four corners of the earth. Scattered mean that there are two parties. One is the scattered party. The other is the scatterer. So there's two parties. I don't. We're not talking about people who migrated just because. Hey, I, we're going to go south. No, you were made to go to a place that you didn't choose to go. You were scattered. And so, and, and I agree with you about the genetics. It, it's, you, you can pay to have a geneticist in your pocket. He can write, <laughs> he can write you a paper. He can write you a paper. Absolutely. And, and, he, and, that, and it, it can be published. And, and there's 
different persons who are his peers who can give him accolades about his paper because they're paid too. So dispense with the foolery. I'm just saying. Um, I, I be. I'm gonna leave that at this. I'm just gonna leave that. I know. That. I know. I, I'm, just, I'm just. I'm just taking it back. Brother John, brother John, it's so many things you can say on that. It ain't even funny. It's just me. Who gonna sell themselves? I mean, you know, it's like you gonna sell yourself, and then knowing you're gonna uh, anyway, your Quran put on your neck, and it's just, it, it, it's just. Anyway, folks, we got so many hands. It ain't even funny. So let me just do this. I'm gonna go to Brother Leonard. He's been holding for a while. Brother Leonard, uh, you, uh, uh, brother John, we got three minute limit. Yes, that's right, three minutes. So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put our little. We're gonna start our little. Uh, Folks, we got a timer. So we're going to put a time on you, brother, uh, and everybody else. Uh, you can maybe go over. I'll let John make the call. But here we go, okay? Brother Larry, uh, Actually, Brother uh, Seth. Brother Seth. Brother Seth. Yes, go, go right I have ahead. A go recommend, right I have a recommendation. Go right ahead. I know as soon as you open up these lines, it's going to be reckless abandon. Um, I recommend you play two clips thus far. You simply are not going to be able to get the rest of those clips in and have any meaningful dialogue. You don't have to cut oh, everybody off. Oh, yes, we will if we make a three-minute limit. We just got to, everybody else got to, you got to think, everybody got to think short, because we do got to be able to but I want to hear from, we got four hands up. Okay. Brother Ellis, sure, well, this brother Leonard had his hand assisted the show started, and I went and talked to him. So after him, it's going to be Ellis, sure. Then we'll come to Eric code 870 uh, Then uh, uh, Sissy Eliana, let me open up her line. Sissy Eliana, your line is now open, but we still have four hands up. So let's do this. Uh, Brock, Sorry, Brock, are you okay? Yeah, I got cut out, and I've been trying. I was trying uh, it's, like five, it's okay. six it's times okay. Brother John, you, you, we got these hands up. I don't want to hold them. You want to? Is it okay well, to go to them? Give me, give me, give me a caller, please. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go to Brother Leonard. I'm gonna holler, Brother John. We'll come back to you, Brother Leonard. But go ahead, uh, Erica three three seven eight zero two. I'm gonna go ahead and put you on a three minute limit. Go ahead, Brother. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to uh, come. I was trying to get to the. To the root of the problem, as far as when you're talking about the Gentiles and the, the Ashkenazi, if you go to Obadiah, Obadiah lets you know that the, the uh, Esau is the culprit, and Esau stole the land of Israel during the time um, when the Greeks came in. They stole the land by lot. So you say, what do that mean? That means that they came in and they stole the land by the, by the name of the twelve tribes of Israel. And they started calling themselves as Israelites. Nobody seems to know that. So, so from the time that happened until 70 A.D., they were the ones in the land. That's why Herod, the Edomite, built the temple, which he cannot do. The temple that Herod built and the temple that was destroyed in 70 A.D. was built by the Edomites, not by Israelites. They was long gone. And that's where everybody's in the area. Okay. All right. I yield the rest of that. Well, I appreciate your comment, Brother Leonard. Sorry you have to hold so long. Uh, we just got a lot of callers tonight. Uh, folks okay. are not appreciating what they're here, brother. Again, I apologize. Okay, going to uh, Fort Worth to Brother Ellis Shure, Erico 678-559. Please hold continually. Uh, 807-372 will come to you after Ellis Shure. Brother Ellis Shure, go right ahead, brother. Yes, sir. Brother John, Brother Seth. What it does. Dr. Chris. Pastor Malachi. Yeah, brother, just so you know, instead of we'll give you 
I mean, because we know you're long-winded, brother, and I know you got a lot to say, so we'll give you five minutes uh, just because you're doing the show a lot. Otherwise, nobody else, please don't expect a five-minute. But go ahead. We do have an alarm. Yeah. Go right ahead, brother. Hey, oh, if you okay, can just and, ask and, you, is this a question a, or a comment? It's a comment. And the intent is to clarify, bring points of clarity to the things that have been said thus far. Bring some points well of clarity. Not saying that it's not been clear, but bring add some points Understood. of clarity. Understood. Five minutes and we're down and we're ticking. Okay. Uh Sister Aliana, I wanted to say uh greetings to you. A big shout out to you uh before they uh put me on the timer. But anyway, you're worth using my time up. I'm hope you're doing well. Uh thank you for all the encouragement. It's good to hear you on the show tonight. Okay. You're welcome, thank you. Let's go right with the scriptures since we're talking about scriptures. Genesis. Uh, chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, just a clarification of what Brother John stated earlier in regarding to the gentleman who's on the line. By his own admission, he said that he is an Ashkenazi. Now, let's go to the scriptures and let's see very quickly where the Ashkenazi is derived from. Now, these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Sham, Ham, and Jephthah, and to them were sons born after the flood. The sons of Japheth, Gomer, and Magog, that represents right now common-day Russia. Madog and Javelin, we're talking about Georgia, Tubal, Meshach, and Tyrus, and the sons of Japheth, and the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz. I need not go any further, but I will to make, make, make clarity. The sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz. Uh, Brother Seth, again, Brother John, the gentleman says he identifies himself as a what type of Jew? Ashkenazi. Ashkenaz. So, uh, we need not debate that issue anymore. That means he's a European and he's not a Jew. And we clarified that with verse 4. And the sons of Javelin, Elisha, Tarshish, Kish, and Dodam, by where the isles of the Gentiles divided in the lands, every one of his tongue, and after their families and their nations, and, and, their, nation, and, and their nations. Now, again, by these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, every one after his tongue, after their family, and their nations. Now, who are these people? <clears throat> the people he spoke of in the prior two verses, verses three and four. And in that list is Ashkenaz. So therefore he cannot be a Jew as in, as in a descendant from the tribe of Judah, the largest tribe of the 12 tribes of Israel. So therefore, that's no one. Let's move on. Next point, uh, Revelations 3 and 8. In uh, Revelations 3 and 8, now here's the thing. In regards to the brothers on the street corners, as brother, say, as brother Seth stated, those are our brothers, but they're our brothers by ethnicity and our, our brothers by blood. So we're not about to throw them under the bus because we have to bring clarity as to what their actions are. Seth did a great job in doing that last week. First of all, the anger is an issue because it's real simple. The majority of them are not born again. And in order to deal and contend with white supremacy and still walk in love, you have to be born again of the spirit because it is almost an un, impossible task to do without the spirit of God abiding in your heart, especially when you've been exposed to the rawest degrees and the base uh, manifestations of white supremacy. When you've seen churches blown up with children in them, when you've seen people lynched from trees, and you understand that this is your history and these people are the guilty ones they are the ones who are guilty in committing this crime. My question to every person who complains about the Hebrew Israelites on the corner, 
in regard to what was stated on that particular video. Let's remove the hatred. Let's remove the name calling. But is anything they stated a lie? I doubt now. Because what you stated in that clip, I can show you in Scripture, Revelation 3 and 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews. We never claim to be Jews. We always state that we're Israel. They're the only people on the planet Earth who claim to be Jews. And ironically, they are not because they are Gentiles. And the Scripture says, and are not, but do lie. It's a lie. You are identity thieves. You stole the greatest identity in the history of mankind, and you expect us to be all quiet and, and, and like, cold. You've done nothing. You, it was a light thing that you did. No. You stole the greatest identity in the history of mankind, and you are guilty of charge. And we can prove that these descriptions. We don't need extra biblical materials to prove that point. And I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Now, isn't the scripture saying that they're going to come and worship before our feet? So where did the Hebrew Israelites lie at, brother? It's easy to quote something and say something when you don't have anybody retreating your information. Well, we're now here retreating the information, nothing with the scripture. And my last point, last point, if I can give another 60 seconds right here. Hold on. Another step. Can you handle the body? I don't know what that is. Hold on. I don't know what that is. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Okay. I don't know what that was. I guarantee you. How much time does that have? Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. That was an alarm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. I, forgot the, I have I have various noises for alarm. Brother, let's go ahead and wrap up. But we ain't going to stop you. Go ahead and wrap up because you are swinging. <laughs> Hold on. Let me turn this. Later on in the show, when the cows have had an opportunity to come. Okay. Uh, uh, Brother John and Brother Seth, when the calls, later on when the callers have had an opportunity to call in and voice their questions and com- comments, I would like to request one of those cameos to clarify the points that I'm making, some points that I'm making in the t- video because I've heard it already. Well, but the last well, thing, we'll, we'll talk about after. now because we'll have to see because you remember you didn't come on as a call, so we got to see because we got Brother Chris ain't said nothing, Sister Eliana ain't said nothing, so Brother LSU, we'll see because you are swinging, we want to get you in, but that's why I tried to get you on as a co-host. But listen, okay. let me go ahead and another last caller, point. and you, we will try our best. Go ahead. Okay, the last seconds, point, quickly. Ha- the last point has to do, and I'm not going to do this justice because I'm, I'm, I'm rushing something that needs to be clarified, and that's what the, the, the limitation is. And the last point has to do with this. The brother talked about coming out of Israel and going into Egypt. And this is where he is not the historian that he proposes himself to be because then he would be aware of this. His testimony is inconsistent with the testimony of Josephus. There were Israelites, poor Israelites, who did flee into Egypt. However, the more well-to-do affluent society of the the Israelites, they went into the interior of Africa. They fled into the interior of Africa, okay? The other thing, and I said, it's contrary. Now, it says that you will return to Egypt in ships. As we know, until the Panama was built in the latter half of the, of the 20th century, we understand that it was impossible to go from Israel to Egypt and shift because there was no water intruding in that land. The land was landlocked. The last thing is this, and let's go to the scriptures, and that's my last point. And literally, I'm going to the rest of the show. Luke 21:19. It says this, and this, and your patience possess your souls. And when you see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is not. This is what John spoke of in regards to the destruction of the temple in 70 A.D. 
Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of the part out, and let none of them that are in the countries enter therein. Remember that at the time in which the Romans were occupying Judea, the, t- the particular tribe that was in, which was the largest tribe, was Ju- Judah. And if you read the prophecies, even though Judah was the last group of, of Israelites to go into captivity, they will be the first to come out. And the last verse here says, But woe unto them which are with child, and to them which give suck in those days. For it shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon its people. That's what happened in 70 AD all the way up to 125. And they okay, shall fall by the paper. Do my favor, can you hold that so we can go to these other callers, man? We really like, I mean, for, for real. I want to hear from you. LSU you know be that. killing the fire. LSU, why are you so hostile, man? Your light bill, dude? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's firing away. He's firing away. And I hate, I hate, I hate to call, turn him off, but I don't want another caller to get upset and say, brother, you give me three minutes to get his brother nine minutes. So let's do this. Let's get another call. If you can hold that thought, and then Sister Eliana hadn't said anything, and Brother Chris hadn't said anything, so I know they jumping just chopping at the bit. So let's do this. Let's go to area code eight one seven eight seven oh excuse me. Three one seven and and we'll come back to LSU if we can. Uh go with your question or comment or we'd like to know your well, name uh, and name, your city, please. Name. Yes, please. Area code eight seven oh three one seven for time's sake can you speed it up please? Who is your name and city? My name's Carl Albert, I'm better known as Israel Doctrine on social media. I'm in Chicago, Illinois. Um, reside in Chicago and Park in Arkansas. And I'm just coming in because I was asked to come in tonight. I was on Dr. Brown's show. And the reason yes. I went is due to the fact that he was... Hold on a second, Brother Carl. Hold on a second. Uh, again, uh, folks, I mentioned this earlier that this brother talked with the with the, uh, with the the uh, doctor. But, Carl, can you back up your phone a little bit? He's kind of slow a little bit. So kind of back off so we can hear you clearly, brother. Oh, okay, my bad. Uh, and I'll give you the same. Uh, since you was on the, since you actually talked with him, I'll give you a five minute uh, thing as well, only because just just you held so long. And Sister Eliana and Brother Cliff, Pastor Chris, y'all, please, bear with you. you see what's happening. It's very hard here tonight. So go ahead, uh, Carl. Why don't we give you three minutes and then we you can come on and talk again? Okay, is that okay, brother? Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I have no problem. Well, all right, I'm we're going to give you three minutes. Go right ahead. I just want to say that I'm a Israelite nationalist. I deal with from a national perspective, so I went over there to talk to him because I'm not one that advocates black Hebrew Israelites, the BHIs, the, the Southern Poverty Law Center, described as domestic terrorists or the government in general. I don't like Hebrew Israelite. I never used that title to describe myself. I say I'm an Israelite or I say I'm a Christian. Seeing that in the historical text known as the Bible, the first to be called Christians were those that followed Christ, and they was Israel. As you can read in plenty of Paul's writings, he said he was the Israelite, and, you know, all the people, even Christ was Israel, which is the church. The church was in the wilderness, and Christ was in the wilderness with the church. If we read uh, 1 Corinthians 10, he was also there. So if the church be Israel and then the strangers or foreigners have to come into the body of Christ or come into the church, then they have to come into the nation of Israel and become fellow citizens. This was shown when we left Egypt, Hamites and whoever else was down there, I don't think any Europeans were, came out, they followed 
and most of the scriptures just say Israel was in the wilderness for 40 years. It don't mention the stranger that much, only particular scriptures. And as he started the new church in the New Testament, started the church up again, he started with the foundation there in Israel, and then Cornelius and others grafted in through Peter, as you can read in Acts 15, when they were arguing about the circumcision. And they were arguing about if the Gentiles should be circumcised, never a problem with Israel, because we know we, the children of Abraham, and we must be circumcised. But the strangers was also brought into the covenant. So I didn't go over there to argue, you know, national identity or whatever, because there ain't no race in the Bible. It don't say black Hebrew is white. It don't say black none like that. It don't say white. That's a German uh, paradigm that was created to bring white supremacy of, you know, race into argument or into place. So I went over there to represent the other perspective that don't say death to Edomites or white people and all of this and what we're going to yeah. do if we, you know, if we are Israel and we get back in power, we're going to race it. You know, that right there, I believe, is the government play on the whole thing is, is making people terrorists and making people not want to be a part of the truth and to discourage them. So I never yeah. really go to the um, portion of the conversation. If you're going to be in Christ, then you're going to be in his body. He was Israel, and he started the church, old land, new off of Israel, and let others come into the body of Abraham and come into the faith of Abraham. And once you do that, then you're in the nation of Israel. That's okay. how I deal with the nationality. But okay, yeah, it's a, a propaganda machine of hate that's being pushed in. You know, you can hear it in his conversation as well as the well, black people in the mic. Well, let me say this, Brother Carl. You did a very good job. And, folks, again, go to YouTube and Google Carl Albert and uh, Dr. Michael Brown. And you will hear this brother that's just talking right now really did a very good job. And that's why I really was trying to consider him as a co-host. But all of our co-hosts showed up. And so that's why Brother Carl is not on the show. We're going to do a part two, letting everybody know that next week because this phone line is jam-packed. Haven't had this many callers in a long, long time. And I appreciate that in the, in the chat room we got somebody going crazy. That's okay. So the chat room is jumping. The phone line is jumping. really appreciate that. Uh, Brother Carl, do my favor and press it once your hand can go down. Brother, please come back on again if you hear something because we you actually talked with this guy at length. So we want to hear from you. If you can press one as soon as I put you on hold and then come back, okay, but I really appreciate you sharing, all right? All right, we'll talk later. All right, and I hope he comes back later. I hope he comes back later because that brother really has a lot. I mean, he he was on there for about a good while, and uh, we talked about that, but listen, uh, folks, we got a new hand that went up at area code 310818. Sister Eliana, I'm sure, is ready to hop in here as well as Pastor Chris, so I don't know who to go to first. I probably should go to the caller so they won't hold Hey, well, let's do this. Uh, sister, uh, Brother Pastor Chris, you haven't said anything in a while. Please share, because I, I know, Brother, you always got something to say. Folks, listen, I do apologize for all of these, us not getting to the clips, but people need to know how we feel about what this brother is saying, and we're trying our best to manage. Uh, brother Carl could talk for the next three three hours, all by himself, and to be juicy. So just know that, okay? Uh, sister, uh, Brother Pastor Chris is going to you, Sister Eliana, and then they'll go 310. We'll come to you. Go ahead. Uh, Pastor Chris, anything quickly? Yeah, I just want to 
wanted to say hi to LSU, and I wanted to congratulate Sister Eliana. Uh, what she said was very provocative. But one thing I just I wanted to mention a few things real quick. First of all, you know, we got to realize that uh, the Ashkenazi people are always going to try to defend their Judaism. So mm-hmm. even though we can see that it's absurd, they will always defend it. That's what we need to remember. And then I don't know if y'all remember when we used to have our sessions. I showed you a tape by Sid Roth. Yes. Um, Sid Roth has a TV show, and, and he's he's a Jew, and they said they went and yes, did yes, some uh, genetic work on the House of Israel out of Ethiopia and the Lim Lim from South Africa, and he made yes, a statement that, that they had more of the genetics of the patriarchs than anybody else on the planet. Yeah, what about so, them genetics? <laughs> Right, exactly. You see, that's what I'm saying. He was on his TV show and said that that they had they had more of the genetic makeup of the patriarchs than any people on earth. And then, you know, I, I wanted to mention about he said something about uh, about Abraham. You know, I mean, if I, the way I read the Bible, y'all help me out. It seems to me that God told Abraham that your offspring will be my people. So, to you, for you to be claiming that you are a Jew, you have to be under the Abrahamic covenant. And if you wasn't born from Abraham, and we know Abraham, when you study the history, was a Sumerian, and the Sumerian uh, civilization was started by a Ethiopian. So it was. I, I don't think it was anything like whether it was no no sons of Jacob around during that time. And so, I mean, it's, wow. it's absurd. Plus, let me say this real quick. You know, and also the Babylonian Talmud, you talked about some of that sexual deviancy that's in there. It's worse than that. You were nice. It's much worse yes, than that. It is. And that's where, even, that's where racism came from because they said the sons of Ham would have elongated members, their eyes would be red, and this and that, and this and that. And that's what Europeans used. Uh, and, you know, they lied and talked about the curse of Ham, and that's where they got it from. And then it was Portuguese Jews who started the slave trade. I think I said enough. I'm gonna go ahead on my brother, but I think I didn't say it too much anyway. But I'm I'm finished. Well said, well said, uh, Pastor Chris. Um, I, what you're stating there, that last statement is profound. Persons are not aware to the degree that the quote unquote Ashkenazi Jews, the hand that they had in those slave ships, to the degree that when it was a when it was a Jewish quote unquote holiday, that they were not selling slaves. Why? Because they were Jews. They were the ones who were spearheading the slave trade. And yes. I, one other thing that I'll state is that uh, the 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 good doctor, so so to speak, Doctor Brown, was saying that he didn't want uh, he only wanted like uh, persons who are recognized in whatever given group. I don't if, if, if they could come onto his show as if that's an honor for us. Understand something, Dr. Brown. It is an honor for you to come to our show, okay? We do not need that particular platform. We welcome such things. We welcome them. But when you have the power of God that is thrusting your particular initiative, 
Imagine us being stopped by not being on that given show. The least of us can handle a discussion with you. So it's like I'm taken aback. Like you, 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 like you want our head man. You really don't want that. You really don't no, want he that. Does. You forgive. You have to forgive me, Doctor Brown, because sometimes I get into that one-on-one basketball mode, and my objective is just to smash you. But I, I, I draw back from that, and I say to you that the least of us can handle that discussion with you because right. we're well-versed in the scriptures. We don't need all of the tools that we don't trust. We don't trust your tools. We don't, we right. don't trust those things because, because right, that's because how you he, enslaved us in the first place. He's well, trying ahead, to protect his tradition. He's just trying to oh. protect his tradition. And, and, you know, he made a comment, he made a quote, you know, that was President Nasser of Egypt that said, talking right. about right. modern Israel, he, why we came back black. Hebrew yeah. speaking Gentiles who uh, you left here black and came back white, we can never accept you. Now, this is a brother right. who's in the Middle East, who has uh, something other than a Eurocentric form of history, and that's what he said. He even knew that, hey, y'all, excuse me, y'all ain't the ones. I'm sorry. And we will never accept you. So, I mean, I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm just trying to be real. Okay. Um, folks, let's go ahead. We we got the brother Israel uh, Malak out in California. He was on last week. Yeah, Okay, eight one zero eight one eight, brother Malak Israel. You are your line is open now, brother. How are you doing? And what city are you calling from again? I'm blessed. What happened? He said, "What city? Oh, Los Angeles." Uh, hold on, hold on a second. Since the on your line dropped, and so I didn't think you was back. So hold on a second, brother Malak. Hold on a second, because since the on line oh, no. dropped, and that's why I didn't see her line when she came back. Okay, so hold on a second, and we'll come to you, brother. Sorry about that, folks. We got a lot of people on. On the holler that 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 he, that that uh that uh gentleman uh, the doctor, <laughs> but go ahead, Cecilia. Okay, so sorry because um, okay, what I, I wanted to weigh in on something really quick about the um something that the pastor said, Pastor Chris, um when he mentioned the limba, I want to give some clarity to the the listening audience about the limba. So remember when Dr. Brown said, um, not Dr. Brown, but the Jewish person the first clip we were listening to when he said that was oh, dr. Brown. we've that was dr brown yes okay so when he said oh the genetics we've proved the genetics well let me give you guys everybody listening the background on what they're talking about so you know after they did the dna on the lemba tribe when the european jews came from israel they went and studied the lemba the Limba were leery of the people. They did not know who these people were. And what they did was um, when, the, when they came from Israel, they came with a certification, the Limba were keeping the Pesach, the Passover, according to Scripture. They were, they were um, killing a, um, a lamb, and they were putting it up for, on the 14th day at, directly according to Scripture. What Israel, the nation of Israel did is they came and certified these people and said, you are now Jews recognized by the state of Israel in order to 
on paper graft their identity into the understanding of Jewishness and make them uh, be, you know, apart. But they told them, we no longer keep the Passover in this way. This is how we do it. And they trained them how to do the Passover in the way that modern Judaism does the Passover. But the limbo were doing it according to biblical scripture, the way uh, Moses had instructed the people when they were um, coming out of Egypt. So that's how they can claim uh, genetics prove that they are the Jews because they're, they've engrafted the Limba and the Bantu and other tribes who were keeping the laws of Moses perfectly. They've made them now Jews. And when the Ethiopian, when the Falasha came in, they also said, you are Jews. And so this is where they get their genetic study. Got it. But what I wanted to say, what I wanted to say really quickly, three scriptures. Um, I want to address the angry, our brothers on the street that have the zeal of, of the Most High in them. No, they're not born again. But remember, when the Messiah was walking the earth, he said, other sheep I have that are not of this fold. In other words, those brothers have not received the Ruach or the understanding to be born again, but they have the fire and the passion, and they are bringing the stir. So here's what the scripture says. Why are you putting up born again, though? No, the brothers on the corner who are preaching hate, they're not born again. A lot of those okay. camps, Israel okay. camps, they're okay. not born again yeah. believers. Okay, so this is, but they do have the fire and the passion, okay, for once they've understood that they are Israel. But here's what they don't understand and what we all should understand. Um, someone mentioned earlier about the stranger being among us. In Israel, well, even when we first came out, from you know, our ancestors came out from that first captivity. There were strangers among us. There were Egyptians among the Hebrews and other nations because it, um, ancient Egypt was a superpower. It was a world power and a trading center. So during that exodus, others came out, and there were intermarriages. But what we need to understand tonight, going forward, is this: in Deuteronomy thirty-two twenty-one, it says, "The Most High says they have moved me to jealousy." With that which is not the uh, Yah, they have provoked me to anger with their vanities, and I will move them to jealousy with those which are not right. people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. In Romans ten nineteen, uh, Paul is teaching says, "But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people." And by a foolish nation, I will anger you. And then Romans eleven eleven. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Yah forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation is coming to the Gentiles and to provoke them to jealousy. So what in, in essence what's happening is those Ashkenazim who have grafted it and want to be grafted in and want to be recognized fully as Israel. Uh, the Most High is using them, and it is provoking our nation to anger, many of us. But 
it's the work and the will of the Father because it's also refining us. It's causing us. It's pointing us back to our own scriptures, digging into our own history, and, of course, we need to course correct our behavior. So all of this is the will of the Most High. We don't need to be angry. Those, those Ashkenazim are not necessarily the same as our oppressors. And the scripture says, hate not the oppressor and choose none of his ways. So that's what I wanted to weigh in. Okay, all right. So, Eliana, thank you for that. Uh, we're gonna go back to the phone lines, brother. Been holding forever, Mr. Call. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Mal- um, uh, uh, <laughs> the distinguished brother from California. We just say that, brother Malak Israel. Go right in here with your question, comment. Thank you for your patience, brother. You got three minutes. Oh, uh, no problem, no problem. Once again, happy to be on the show. Uh, you guys are happy doing an excellent job, show, brother. And and I will say this. That brother cannot come on y'all show and try to <laughs> debate y'all. Y'all going to eat him alive, man. You know, the Hebrews, like you said, we go scripturally based, historically based. It's no way that he can be able to do this. But I wanted to bring out a couple of things that I heard him say that I think that, that need to be addressed. Because in the beginning okay. of his the, uh, the recording, he actually said that it didn't matter what color or race you was, right? Yeah. He said it doesn't matter if he was Japanese or this or that, right? But he's contradicting himself because now that the so-called black people, right, is saying that we the Jews, you have an issue with that, right? <laughs> and then you Absolutely. have an issue with the brothers. You have an issue with the brothers telling you that you're not the people. That's the issue with you, right? And he's demonizing that because he's like, they saying we're not the people. But then you're turning around and doing the exact same thing, calling us not the people. <laughs> so this whole argument that he has, he's doing it to himself. You know what I'm saying? So um, when we get ready to go through the scriptures, and like the brother said, Deuteronomy 28 is the most powerful scripture. That That's like the final straw that, that we hit people with for them to wake up because we know that we came here on slave ships. But there is so many others that he would have to explain, like Jeremiah 17, 4, that the, the, the uh, so-called Hebrews or Jews was disconnected from their inheritance, right? right. That means yeah. that it had to be a period of time <laughs> where you didn't even know who you were, right? <laughs> Not even counting Deuteronomy 20, 64, we're going to be scattered to the four corners of the earth, or Absolutely. Deuteronomy 28, 48. When we're going to have the yokes of iron on our neck, it's not adding up. You are not the people, right? Absolutely. Then when they try to make everybody an Israelite, <laughs> like, it's okay. We're just going to come in with this Judaism, or everybody can be Jewish, and it's all good. The whole foundation of a Hebrew Israelite, and I want to explain this real quick. A Hebrew Israelite, Hebrew meaning Eber, son of Eber, or crossover. Right? Why did why do they call Hebrew crossover? Why is that the meaning of that word? Because the Most High went into Mesopotamia, and he had a Hebrew crossover. Abraham was the first one to cross over 
and make a nation separated from all the other people. So, yes, I will still call myself a Hebrew Israelite because I'm honoring my fathers. I'm a, when I say Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that's my lineage. I will automatically acknowledge the Hebrew part of my culture as well as the Israelite culture of my, of my uh, Israelite culture. So when we get to Jacob, he did it again. The Most High did it again. He said, okay, here go the people right here. We're going to separate them from the Hebrews. Now they're just not a Hebrew. They're a Hebrew Israelite. So he's been separating people from the beginning. And I want to bring out one scripture before I go. Now, this is prophecy that's what's going to happen in the last day. Okay, brother, that's right? three minutes. So go ahead. I'll let this you go over a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Go ahead. Okay. All right. This is Jeremiah 16 and 19. He said, O most high, my strength and my fortress, and my refuge is in the day of my affliction. The, de- the Gentiles shall come unto the ends of the earth and say, surely, our fathers have inherited lives, vanity, and other things that there is no profit. So the prophecy is, in the last days, those same people that thought they was the people wasn't going to be the people. And they're going to realize that their fathers have been lying to them the whole time. All right, I know that's my time. All praises. I'm glad you guys have me on. All praise to the most high. Yes. Yes, good to hear from you, brother. We want to hear from you more. And remember, we're going to play a couple more clips. And, uh, John, brother John, um, well, we're going to play a couple more clips. If, Before we do, we've got another if, hand. I just want if, to add, if I, may, I don't want to ignore anybody. If I may, brother, sir. John, quickly, quickly, quickly. So, listen, I, I'm inclined to believe that um, that we may need to go over, but I got this sandwich, right? And um, <laughs> I don't know what to do, bro. I'm just saying, I got this sandwich. <laughs> It's nine fifty three. I'm just gonna you. You just tell me what you want to do because I'm just saying. Yeah, I think we have to go over because we got two more clips and they're like seven minutes each, and y'all got to hear what this brother is about to say. And remember, this is a well-studied gentleman, supposedly in the so-called Israeli circles. So this is not some. Uh, I mean, this is one of their best. And uh, uh, brother Harry uh, Rosenberg, I don't know if we'll get around to his clip. It's ten minutes, and you're gonna hear him. I would love to play his clip because he's talking about how the the Jews in uh, Africa, the Igbo Jews, did actually have slaves that came over from the Igbo tribes that were absolute Jews. And so this is a guy that this doctor actually looks up to, I think, and because uh, he quotes him uh, periodically. And so you got to hear this rabbi. Not that we need these people to define anything we're doing, but I just want people to hear because folks always say, you already know Jews, go talk to the Jews, and they don't, they don't know what we have for these people. Now, I'm going to say this really quick, so I'll go to the phone lines, area code 903, we're coming at you, so be ready to uh, comment. Another uh, session. Early in the answer, so uh, go ahead. I think this would be a good time to give the public service announcement about the, the fact that it's approaching 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. Absolutely. Thank you very much, John. This is a great moderator we have for folks. Remember, those of you that listen are listening on the Internet right now. You listen to us on the Internet. You clicked on the link to listen to us. You didn't call any phone number. You must call the phone number now because at 10 o'clock, we only contract to 10. We always roll over. Well, we're going to change that here. But tonight, for sure, we may roll over a little bit. And you have to call that phone number in order to hear the rest of this show 
or you have to wait to go off and, and then listen after it goes off. But uh, really quickly, I just want to say this to everybody. Uh, and uh, um, folks, listen. It's good to say we're going to be scattered throughout the four corners, scattered throughout the four corners. One of the corners of the world is Europe. I do believe some of those white Jews that was originally, I do believe our people went up there black, dark skinned. And when I say dark skinned, I'm talking about brown. I'm not talking about olive. Okay, it's a big difference. I think the original people were African color, was taken up north, and through the mixing of many years, end up white. So I do think some, some of those people, but when you look at the world is 8% white and 92% non white, Israel should be 8% white. That's all I got to say on that. Eric Code, coming at you. Eric Code 903 749. I'd like to know your name and the city you're calling from. Please go right ahead. Eric Code 903 749. Okay, I'm going to move on because I don't know who that is. Okay. Um, I think we're going to clip number two. Brother John, is that okay? Sister Eliana, Brother Pastor Chris, everybody okay with us going to clip number two? I mean, clip number three? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Michael Brown. Welcome back, friends, to the line of fire. This is Michael Brown on this thoroughly Jewish Thursday. Not taking your calls today, but I will be answering questions, Jewish-related questions that have been posted on Twitter. Now, let's debunk some of the black Hebrew Israelite nonsense, deceptive, destructive nonsense that's out there. Spread this widely. We are audio only today. But anyone can take issue with any point I've made. We'll open the phones to Black Hebrew Israelites next Thursday. I invite you to call and challenge me on any point that I have raised factually, not emotionally, factually. All right. Number one, Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28:68. This is the last verse in the list of curses that will come on the people of Israel if we disobey the Lord. First, it's very bizarre that there are people boasting, look at how disobedient we've been. We have been the worst of all. That proves that we're the real Israelites. Oh, that, that's a boast now. We alone have been so cursed. Well, if you've been so cursed, it's because you've been so disobedient. So that's the first thing you're boasting about. Look at how disobedient we've been in history. I didn't know that was something to boast about. But if you are boasting about it, that's, that's a bad boast to have. I point you to the cross where you can find salvation and forgiveness. Not only so, nowhere does it say in Deuteronomy that every single one of these curses has come to pass, that the people of Israel disobeyed on a level sufficient for all of them to come to pass. But let's say they did come to pass. Then the one group of people we know this is not referring to is Africans, blacks. That we know. Why? Because of the last verse of Deuteronomy 28, which, which says this, So the Lord shall bring you back to Mitzrayim, in ships, by the way of which I said to you, you'll not see it again. And you will sell yourselves to your enemies. You will sell yourselves to your enemies. 
Okay? That's, that's what the Hebrew says. You shall offer yourselves. It is the hitpael. It is reflexive. So from the root machar to sell. This is simple grammar. Anyone with a few weeks of Hebrew uh, would, would then understand the use of, of hitpael when you're learning verbal forms. That's how it's used here. All right? It is reflexive. Anyone who can read Hebrew fluently, there's no argument or debate. You will sell yourselves. It's not saying you'll be kidnapped. Okay? It's not saying you will be kidnapped. And then after being kidnapped, we'll, uh, we'll now offer yourselves. No, no, no. You will sell yourselves. And you'll sell yourself there to your enemies, for slaves, for male slaves and female slaves. But there'll be no one to buy you. No one will buy you. No one will buy you. So let's look at the horrific African slave trade. Let's look at the sins of America and the sins of the Europeans against the people of Africa. And, of course, the slave trade in Africa was a slave trade within Africa, Africans enslaving other Africans. And there are African Christians who believe that the European and American slave trade of Africans was a judgment on the Africans for their own slave trade. And we, in turn, as Americans, suffered the terrible judgment of the Civil War and, and other judgments because of our mistreatment of blacks, our horrific, our horrific, inexcusable mistreatment of Africans, of blacks in our history, and right up through the days of segregation and in some parts of America, right up until today. Inexcusable, sinful, ugly, period. Simple, wrong. That being said, this verse cannot apply to the Africans who were sold into slavery. First, you didn't sell yourselves. Black Hebrew Israelites, you didn't sell yourselves into slavery. You didn't say, hey, let's, let, let's see who wants to buy us. And more importantly, people, we, we meaning Americans, not me, not as in I wasn't here. My, my Jewish descendants didn't get here from Russia until the, the turn of the, the 19th, 20th, turn of the 20th century. So we had nothing to do with that slave trade. But I'm saying as, an Amer as a white American, we bought you, okay? We sinned and bought you. You had buyers. You have had buyers around the world. So this, you're, you're not the people it's talking about. You are not the people it's talking about. You didn't sell yourselves, and people bought you. So the one verse you quote constantly cannot possibly apply to you. End of that subject, period, period. Not only so, if you said, okay, well, then who does this apply to? There are times in Israel's history where this well could have applied. For example, a very reliable scholarly source, the IVP, Bible Background Commentary to the Old Testament, notes Deuteronomy 28.68, Assyrian kings of the 7th century. So this is crushing uh, the, the Israelites, bringing them into captivity in the 8th century, now in the 7th century coerced their vassals into supplying troops for their military campaigns. One way then for Israelites to return to Egypt in ships would be in the Assyrian campaigns launched from the Phoenician coast in which they were obliged to take part. This represents continued oppression by foreign enemies, as the curses have detailed. Another possibility would include falling victim to Egypt's slave trade in Syro-Palestine, where the slaves were often transported by ship. So there are even possibilities in Israelites' history and even nuances in some prophetic books that could easily point in this direction. Now you might say, look, look, not, not every slave was, was bought. Uh, so there were some that weren't so, weren't, 
weren't purchased. No, no, Deuteronomy 28.68 says nobody will buy you. Nobody will buy you. So in this case, people would say, right, just take us as slaves then. And people still would. People still would. <clears throat> All right. Let's Good let's night. get into the split. Good night, folks. That that boy, I tell you, can't wait, can't wait. And he's speaking all this Hebrew. Just got it all wrong. Whatever year this year, I'm, I can't take no more. I can't do it. I know. I can't do it. I know. LSU, I can't do it no more. I want to see Eliana and LSU to start this out because I know they got something to say. So. Um, I'm gonna let Sister Eliana. Sister Eliana, you want to go first? Want Ellen Shue to go first? I'd like to take a shot. This. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Ellen Shue, next. Okay. So you know, when I listen to this guy, he reminds me of a lot of the um, West Coast uh, Jews from the. You know, I used to attend an Orthodox synagogue in Oakland, California. Um, that was directly connected to the Orthodox Union in in New York City. And the Jews of, in New York are different mindset than the West Coast Jews. A lot of the West Coast Jews got into like a movement thing back in the like the late uh, 90s, early 2000s, and started to try to uh, really beef up their Jewish identity because a lot of them were just very secular. You know, they weren't practicing anything. They weren't believing anything except holding on to the title of that they were Jewish. You know, many of them had had their bar mitzvah when they were 12. Again, I stated that earlier what that's about. And uh, But they had long since, you know, there, there was not a, there's not a sense of, of, of real uh, priority or honor for God. Many of them, are, you know, you, you wouldn't even know unless they put on that yarmulke, that hat on their head and attend. Uh, the synagogue, you wouldn't even know that they were practicing Judaism, which is a, which is the which is an um, one of the newest man-made religions. By the way, it is younger, I believe, than Islam. So Judaism is very new to the late 17th, early 18th century. Um, Islam is a little bit older. Christianity is a lot older, but the Hebrew scriptures are thousands and thousands of years old. So this guy. To me when he's saying you know this argument again he comes from a christian background so he was christian someone converted him and said you're jewish so we're gonna we want the world to understand our jewish messiah and i know this because in a lot of the circles that i was in that was one of the big things is we've got to get the jews to accept their jewish messiah so and and, and so they can he can come back to israel and so the church from the church perspective and we're talking about mostly the European, you know, church in America, from their perspective, and New Zealand, Christ Church in New Zealand and around the world, all your European countries, are pushing this agenda that the Jews, the Ashkenazim, need to accept their Jewish Messiah in order to bring about the millennial age. But wow. it's not their Messiah, and this is really the agenda. So this whole Jews for Jesus you know, Messianic Jews, there's, there's been a whole lot because many of the Orthodox Jews, especially in New York, did not accept these uh, uh, these uh, Messianic but, but, but Jews. But because, honest, if I may, if I may, if I may, what, do you have to, what comments do you have to see on what he said, like, just now? I'm getting ready to say, I'm getting ready to tell you. So, so when he's because talking we about... Because the reason why, the reason why, we're a little rushed today. The reason why is we got one okay. more clip, we got Ellen Shure, and then another hand went up. Let me get there. Let me finish. Let me get there. 
So the reason why it's the reason why I'm giving that background because many of What's you that, haven't walked where I walked, and I need you to understand where he's coming from. So this whole thing about debunking the fact that uh, we didn't sell ourselves comes from this idea that they are the Jews. Now, what's really happening is, going back to this connection with the church, they're getting okay. money. They've already, they, they are being heavily funded by the Christian churches. They have the churches completely duped, especially your um, Pentecost, all of your Bible Belt, you know, your John Hagees, all your um, uh, racist, you know, Christians that are in the Bible Belt support them heavily. So this is a money thing. So now we are saying, and it's being proven, that we are the biblical people. How does that look for them? They have the world deceived. They're getting the money out of the churches to support their agenda. And so, of course, now you have to debunk and try to refute our claim because it's financial for them. It's a money scheme. They have the world convinced, and they have the Biblical world, or the Christian world convinced around the world, especially in the European nations, that they are the biblical people, and people are supporting them with their blood, sweat, and tears. And the Europeans believe if they can get them to accept their Messiah, then the Messiah will come back, and all of this will be wrapped up, and to heck with everybody else, it's all about these Europeans getting what they want. So that's what I wanted to say. Well, I appreciate you laying it out. I really don't want to cut you off because every time you talk, it's always you're going somewhere with it. It's just that I don't know what's happening. We got Carlos out of the wazoo on this. People really don't appreciate what this brother is saying. I hope he is. He's going to listen because you know we're using his photos and stuff. All right. Um, again, I hate cutting you off, sister. Really, this is just one of those shows that we have to. Erico seven six eight and brother. Um, the brother in California, I think he has a question. If you don't have a question, Brother Malik, I think it is, uh, press 1 now if you don't have a question. If you do have a question, don't do anything. Uh, so brother, uh, all the way to school of Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, brother Ellis, you'll go right here with your question or comment. Okay, real quick. Um, pick off with the last comment that he said, because as I stated earlier, and Brother John and uh, you said as well, we've been in this discussion that what we've been doing in the last four now, brother, weeks... Brother, I won't give you three minutes. I'll give you five minutes, okay? I won't give you three, but I will give you five. So just know when to go off that thing, okay? Okay, okay. Okay, well, yeah, I'll be there. But what we, but the, the purpose and the objective of this show when you originally constructed was to voice the objections and the concerns that pastors and Gentiles have in regard to this message being propagated throughout the world, to the nation. And we heard from Pastor Foreman, and we realized we took three shows and actually only put one objection, and that objection was that the accusation was that we were lacking or we were letting go of the gospel in regard to the gospel of Jesus Christ, Yahweh Shiach. Okay, well, we addressed that objection. Now we're addressing this objection. This man is off the wall. He's everywhere but on point. I cannot believe that he is actually promoting himself as a historian that has to do with church history or the history of the Jews. Because he, that, no, I mean, and it's not to be belittling him, but it's almost like Brother John said, it's an insult to us. Because now I'm going to take you to what he said when he said the last three things about the thing that happened in Egypt. First of all, as I stated earlier, that what he said in regard to the people going into Egypt, that was true. That was the poor people. 
They had no other means and no by ways of it to escape but to go and sell themselves into slavery. So that speaks very clear on the history. But there were nobles and there were what you would consider the wealthy class of people who could afford to migrate to other lands, and they went to the southerly courts, which puts you in Africa. Also, what he stated in regards to what happened to the Israelites after the destruction of the temple in 70 AD by the Romans, that's not consistent. It's not consistent with the testimony of Josephus, and Josephus was actually there. Okay. Last point, and I always go to the Word of God because I think that it is the if there is any controversy, it it, it addresses all issues of controversy and bring clarity. Luke twenty one twenty twenty three, but woe unto them that are with child, to them that give suck to those days, for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. Now, one of the problems is we continue, and I applaud you, brother Chris, Pastor Chris, for what you stated, because we continue to let them determine and set the narrative. And they have proven over history that they can no longer be trusted with the narrative. Because just as Sister Yolanda just stated, clearly they have a vested interest. These people have went through great pains in order to find themselves in the situation that they are in right now. They have invested in wars. They have invested in, in, in coups and countries. Every country that they have been through, uh, been to, for the exception of Palestine, which they basically stole in an underhanded deal to do with Britain, they have always been kicked out. That tells you something about the nature of who they are. Now, the last verse. And they, this is Yahawashah, Hamashiach, they call him Jesus the Christ. His word is supreme over Moses and Abraham because he is the son of God in flesh. Says this, and they shall, and who is they? He's speaking of Israel. They shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive. What did it say? When you're being captive, that means that you're going against your will. And they shall be led away captive. Where are they going to be leading them to, Yahweh Where are you, Jesus? Where are they going to be taken to? And to all nations. Well, what's going to happen with Jerusalem during that time? Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. Those people are Gentiles. They know they're Gentiles, and it really irritates people who are who have committed themselves to study and true authentic scholarship to have somebody who has been purported by that particular industry, and she's right. Sister Alexander said every few years they do this. They put a rabbi before us in order to dispute what we are saying, and they always leave away with their tail caught between their legs. We ain't going nowhere. And we're always talking about what they believe and what we believe. There's a lot of things that they do that we don't believe and we can prove it through scripture. Like you alluded to, Brother Seth, about the Talmud. That, is a, that book is infused with magic and witchcraft. And we can prove that because we can quote from your very own book. You are not the people of the book. You are exactly what you've been accused of. You are imposters and you stole our identity. If I stole your identity and brought a house and put you in debt, you would be incensed. So don't ask us to be all calm, cool, and collected about the fact that you just stole the most precious thing known to humankind. I'm out for tonight. Thank y'all for indulging me. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely a cable bill. That's well, definitely well, a cable bill, bill angry. If you can, if you can, and he was under five minutes, six, four minutes. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, brother, uh, uh, please, if you can come back on that, I'm sure that's great. And we'll hear again from Sister Eliana. I mean, these are some sharp people, and I really hate cutting them off because they're always on point. They're always going to bring out some 
either of us had, so I just apologize for cutting off anybody, but I got to, you know, we just got to, we don't want callers saying, you know, never else you call, so this is Mrs. Daly on the line, dropped about three times. Okay, um, Pastor Chris, and then I'm going to go to clip number, the last clip. Okay, my brother, um, I want to read from you, I just, this is the Bible, when I was in seminary, they gave us the Oxford Annotated Bible. And I'm really addressing what he talked about, you know, the Assyrian captivity. And I'm I'm just going to read a little section. In 701 B.C., Sennacherib, the new Assyrian king, invaded Philistia and Judah, suppressing the revolt of the West. He conquered 46 cities around Jerusalem, including Laxish. The wall released in Sennacherib's palace at Nineveh, now in the British Museum, furnished an unusually vivid pictorial account of his sage and capture of Laxish. Now, my brother, uh, I, have a, I, I have a picture of what they're talking about, the, the wall release that uh, Sennacherib's artist drew, and it is no question <laughs> that these are some brothers <laughs> being shown here that his oh, really? artist drew are the Hebrew Israelite captives. Wow. Yes, and they are people they are people of color. Got that peppercorn hairstyle, they got afros, and I don't care you know what he say or what you say, you talking about the Assyrian captivity and here's the pictures that the Assyrian king had his artist draw of his Hebrew Israelite slaves or cat or, 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 or prisoners of war. So that's good enough for me. So he can say what wow. he want, but I mean, and this is from, uh, you know, Dr. Van Sertima's book, uh, African Presence in Early Asia, also had the same pictures where you can see how Sennacherib's artists drew the Hebrew Israelites captive. So wow, wow, wow. In other words, like he's saying, use, you know, the Syrian captivity and all that. Okay, well, the Assyrians drew the Hebrews as black. So what else you got to say? Powerful, powerful. I'm done. My goodness. Folks, we got one more clip. Uh, brother, uh, uh, brother Clark, John Clark, you got anything to say about what you've heard? If not, we're going to go to the final clip, folks. And, again, we have to do a part two. This is just too juicy. If every one of these co-hosts can do this show by themselves and not and, and not have enough time. So I just feel a little rushed. we got to do a part two. And hopefully everybody can come on. And hopefully this time Brother Elisha will be a co-host and we'll just swing it, okay? Uh, brother John. Yes. Any comments on what you on the clip, or do you want to ready to go to the final clip, brother? Um, well, I pretty much have already. The final stated, clip is only five minutes, just so everybody knows. Go ahead. I've already stated exactly what everyone on this line is witnessing right now. The least, the least of the persons who are regulars on the Five Smooth Stones would get on this guy's show, uh, Doctor Brown. And just decimate what he – here's the problem. When he speaks, it feels and sounds belligerent. And I know how to come off on something like that, but I try to restrain myself, as I'm sure everyone else is, is doing, when they hear how this guy comes off. He, he's making these blanket statements, and – as soon as we hear it, boom, we already leading know. Statements we already know. Leading, leading geneticists say this. Leading uh, physicians say this. Just this, this smoking gun. Go ahead, brother. You're right. Yeah. All, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, is that 
it's 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 it, it almost cuts to not be able that that this is actually a clip because you want to go in on something like that. What Sister Eliana stated, what Pastor Chris just stated, what Ellie, what Brother L, oh my goodness, it's like if there's going to be a dialogue, it's almost like we have to pray four days in advance because it's like you have got to be kidding me. You're using the scripture, and and then you want to speak Hebrew as if that's going to make us be amazed and wild. I know, I know. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. It, it, yeah, just because you speak Hebrew doesn't mean that you that you don't deceive in Hebrew. Yeah, well, I'm not impressed. Speak, speak plainly and tell the truth. Because uh, if you're not telling the truth, it don't make a difference what language you're speaking in. <laughs> I'm not impressed. Right, right. So, yeah, oh, so I'm just yeah, it, yeah. I'm just taken aback at the whole notion of what what was stated. Well, me, let me, let me, it, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead John. Go ahead, no, you, you go ahead and finish, John. Go ahead. Please. I'll say this. I'll just say this. Um, I'm normally the type to, to approach a thing as civilly as I can, but I have to admit that got under my skin. It did. It, it's almost like he is is it, it, he's taking these persons the the these angry brothers, and he's passing that judgment on everybody. We don't yeah, come off like that, yeah. nor have not we ever, to, ever. Not, not to mention, brother, all of these organizations, the largest Hebrew Israelite congregations in Chicago, they don't talk like that. Church of God in Christ, Bishop Mason, early on, they said he taught this. He don't talk like that. There's all types of churches all around here that don't, don't even, they're not on, out on the street, but they believe we Israel. There's a lot of pastors that believe we Israelites. They don't talk like that. Why are you going to go and get our young people that is mm-hmm. pissed off because this is 100% a theft of birthright, and you got to look at how they're talking about you? Like LSU say, is what they're saying true? You know, forget the curse words if they're saying true. Now, remember, well, I don't want to go there. Sister Eliana, I thought I heard you say something really quickly. Let me know this last clip. Did you have something, Sister? I thought I heard you say something. No, 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 no. But you guys are right okay. about what you're saying. You know, it's just a, it's an agenda. And, see, they've been so used. This agenda has been used to uh, conquering and dividing us by making us mistrust each other. And that's what they're trying to do. But they don't understand. We are of a different breed and another mindset because we're coming to the end of our captivity, and a lot mm-hmm. of that witchcraft and, and, and yoke of bondage and deception is broken off of our nation. Absolutely. Even the most educated among us to the one who has no education, we are rising up as we should as a nation. Yes. And yes. we are not taking this anymore. There's nothing Absolutely. that they can do to deceive us anymore. And that's why they're angry. And that, those old tricks that they used to be able to play on us, what they used, okay, when Malcolm was trying to unite the people, they used people from SNCC to kill him. You know, they used that underhanded deception. But if you kill one of us that you think is a leader, it's not going to stop this movement because this Absolutely. is not a movement of man. This Absolutely. is of the most high, fulfilling Absolutely. his own word. The scripture says the most high watches over his word to perform it. 
So if you think you're going to kill Eliana or Seth or Elishua, you have a rude awakening because there are millions of Elianas and Elishuas and Seths that are rising up through the Ruach of the Most High. And this movement is worldwide. Good night. Wow. To the United States. It is every Hebrew everywhere in the diaspora, and we're about to make a major move, and they cannot Absolutely. stop this one. And that's I can't going take no more. Sister Eliana, Sister Eliana, that is just the that's just that's what she called bringing the pain, and and that see, that's something that we we we've, we've yet to discuss is that that four hundred years is up, and absolutely. And, and, yeah. let, and let me say this. Let me say this, uh, brother. Uh, and, and folks, we're gonna play this clip. And when we come back, I just thought of something. We're gonna have to limit all the uh, co-hosts probably to a minute. But we're gonna put ourselves on the timer. And then any callers, we're gonna put you on a one-minute timer. Is that, is brother, that clear, brother John? Because we gotta wrap this up, right? Right? No. Here's what I recommend. Here's what I okay. recommend. I recommend that we pull the plug on this show. We play that clip at the beginning of the next show. And that means that we have all the time that we need. And the persons, wait a minute, the persons who have enjoyed well, this show. Well, it's only five minutes, though. Otherwise, that's my point, brother Seth. Again. That's my point, Seth. That's my point. So you mean to tell my me point? we're going to hear from this guy? we got a fresh another guy that's going to do a whole other series. we got five little minutes left for this guy. We're going to have to hear him no more. I'm going to let you make the no, call. No, 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 no. We, no, I want to hear more. Because mm-hmm. think about what we've just uncovered. Think about think about what okay. Pastor Chris was referring to, Sennacherib of Assyria, and when they took those uh, Jews into captivity, what Brother L was just explaining, what Sister Eliana was just explaining, and we did this in a rush. We did this in a rush. All I'm saying is that anybody who has been pleased with what we presented this night will be here to hear this five-minute clip and further discussion come next week. Okay. That's all we'll do it. We'll do it. He's the moderator, folks. That's the call. So listen, uh, what I like to do is uh, have everybody do finals uh, because we can wrap it up. Um, and uh, I think, let's see, let me, let me check the phone line real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay, Ella sure has his hand up. That's the only caller right now. So we got Pastor Chris. So let's do this. Why don't anybody do a final, uh, give it a, 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 a final uh, three minutes, but before we do the final, the final three minutes, I want, I want to say something real quick because I've been trying to watch everybody and get everybody in, and, I've, and I haven't been coming as much as I really want to. I just want to say one thing real quick. You know really what this is all about, folks. Once we, this, it's like everybody had this cable to their head. Those that are dead, those that are not dead but sleepy, those that are struggling with us, struggling with us. When they hear that guy, he just sounds so professional to them. It's a, it's like the father showed me some long time ago. I'm talking fast, and then we're gonna do about three minutes each. Um, it's like a cord is connected to our head, and it's white supremacy. This is what I couldn't get over. Once I got over this one stumbling block, everything just started coming, 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 coming. And I said, Why am I learning so much? Because it was there all along. You just couldn't accept it because of this one stumbling block. Here's a stumbling block that got most of y'all that's listening. And you say, it sound right. It sound good, but I just don't know. It does sound right. Yeah, 
did make sense when he said about Deuteronomy 28 and 68, but that, that man, surely he knows something. They say ain't saying what y'all saying. TN ain't saying what y'all saying. I want LSU even to get on in on this. Listen, this is what the Father showed me I was going through, and I suspect everybody's going through because we always fight for this white supremacist system. It's your trust in white people. It's tainted. We just think, surely Pat Robinson, as nice as he is, he will say something. If y'all right, surely on TV and they'll be saying something. All these ministers on TV, ain't nobody saying what y'all saying. Surely y'all deceived. Remember who you're talking about. This is the same church that used to preach our skin was cursed. This is the same people that used to preach slavery was good for us. This is the same people with lying and lying over and over and over, and it has killed and butchered our people in the backwoods and, and through g- genetics and through science, and they have pressed us in every, every life. Don't hate them. Don't hate them. But you shouldn't trust them. And you shouldn't trust me. Because I was up under this system. I should be suspect to you. Don't trust any of us. Do your own research. Does it make sense what these brothers are saying? All of us love the, the Messiah. None of us hate. So you can't throw us in the hate wagon. You can't throw us in the y'all don't believe in Jesus wagon. You can't throw We believers. We say we are Israel. What do you say? What do you say? You got a car connected to your head. You trust too much in these people. This is what Oral Roberts once said. Then we go to three minutes to everybody. We was in a uh, in Tulsa, real quick, real quick. The name of the seminar in Tulsa was called Blacks in the Bible. I was the first comment. I asked the comment in Tulsa. I still can see me doing this. Oral Roberts is in the front row, being Kinchlow of the seminar in the back row, and I said this was the first question. I said, Why do we call this conference Blacks in the Bible? For my research in the Bible, we shouldn't be looking for blacks in the Bible. We should be looking for whites in the Bible. And they laughed. And the first person to respond was Jefferson Edwin. He said, there's a lot of merit to what that brother just said. We are whitewashed in our thinking. White people have ruined us. Farrakhan says something that's very controversial. I'm going to say it. Get mad at me. I don't care. Hopefully you won't get mad at me because I love you. I really do. Farrakhan said, God made man. White folks made niggas. Brother um, Elishur, not all white folks, of course, those in power. Brother Elishur, brother, you got like, I'm going to say three minutes, brother. We got to wrap this show up so quickly. Your line is open, brother Elishur. Go right here with your comment. You're on, Brother Ellis. Go ahead, quickly, quickly. Move on. Okay, I don't know, must, I don't know what's going on, Brother Ellis, yeah, but let's move on. Let's move on to Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris, go ahead and wrap up the uh, last three minutes of what you've heard. Any recommendations or anything? Go right ahead, Brother. All I'm going to say, brothers and sisters, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the input. I think that uh, if anybody was listening, they really have something to go back and think about, and I'm looking forward to next week. That's what's up. Yes, 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay, uh, Sister Eliana, then I'm going to go, because what I just did was my, was my three minutes. Uh, Sister Eliana, three minutes, and then myself and then Brother John, I'll let you have the last words. The last All right, minutes. I'd just like to say to everyone, you know, as Seth said, do your own research. But I'm going to tell you like this. I was very well connected in the Bay Area to many, many groups. And, again, I attended uh, a very popular and very large synagogue. And I probably lost friends, and I probably lost a lot of connections. But I will say it like this. I'd rather endure the afflictions of the people of God, of which mm-hmm. I am, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. It does, I'm not trying to win brownie points or be accepted. I know who I am. And I'm sorry if that offends people that I have woken up to understand this truth, but I walk in it every day. And so I would advise you to do your own research and study. I'm so sure the Most High has already been tugging on your heart. And to those Ashkenazim, you know, they're, you know like, like, like the Father said to Cain, if you do well, you will be accepted. But you got to do well. You got to do well in order to be accepted and being grafted in. So this kingdom is for anyone who wants to be a part of it, but you cannot take away the children who belong to the kingdom because the father Hmm. knows those that are his. Well said. I want you to go ahead and I'll just go last because I want to make a special announcement. Uh, Please go right ahead. No, you go ahead, Seth, because I wanted to make a special announcement. <laughs> no, I said, you know what? No, no, no. I'll make my special announcement right now. My special announcement is this. <clears throat> Five smooth stones is growing. Okay, folks? It's growing because <laughs> – Sister Eliana, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I am not trying to – I, you know, I was messing around at first. I'm not trying to holler at you, right? But I'm just saying what you said was prolific, the, the part about that you cannot stop this work. You were able to take sniper shots at our, at our leaders and stop the works of man. But this is the work of God. You can't stop this. And this it's, it's evident in Seth's ministry of the five smooth stones it's growing folks it's growing the movement is growing people are starting to realize especially the people who do what sister eliana recommended do your own research show yourself approved here's what i have to say this is my special announcement next week we're going to play at least one clip, maybe more, of Dr. Brown. Um, Obviously, Seth, I would recommend that you attempt to get Dr. Brown to have a civil discussion. Um, We have, in my opinion, some of the brightest minds on this group. group. You have a core group and always have had a core group. Brilliant minds. Just deep. They they can go deep. Pastor Chris, deep. L deep. Sister Eliana, deep. Brother Seth, you've been doing this. But for people who don't know, Brother Seth was the one 
who brought this to my attention. We used to sit around Brother Seth like he was popping popcorn and telling us ghost stories <laughs> back, back at my alma mater or Roberts University. He would fly in. We'd be up in there until 2.30, 3.30 in the morning. Seth would have a 4.30 flight. He'd be skating out and be back in two days. We'd be sitting there talking. He's been, right. he's been at it for a very long time. He's been at it for a very long time. Brother Seth, it is time for us to either, one, incorporate a video platform. Uh, It's time. Uh, We live in an era where the attention spans are getting lesser, and only certain persons will listen to a two-hour show. They already have, they have, we have to re, if, if we're fishing, we need a different lure. If we're hunting, we need a high powered rifle as opposed to the shoddy that we've been working with. Folks, we're going to work towards that and we're going to look to institute that platform come next week so that when Pastor Chris speaks on the uh, uh, Sennacherib, the Assyrian king who came in and basically beats down Jerusalem, that he will have pictures or videos. We can see that now when Sister Eliana is, is speaking about the, the traditions that she is very, very intimately aware of, she can now show pictures. We can get better understanding. So, uh, Brother Seth, that's, that, I, I will work toward that particular end. There's things that I've had to accomplish. They got accomplished today. And I'm going to be working toward that end so that we can now add video, uh, possibly a YouTube channel, um, even though I don't particularly <laughs> – anyway, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Well, I just want to thank all of y'all. I really appreciate you. I respect every single one of you, and I hate, hate, hate I have the rushing of you because all y'all can do this show and, and, and not have enough time. So, Brother John – uh, really appreciate you, brother, moderating. You bring class to this, and you help us have a little bit, we're a little bit more orderly with you, uh, folks. I got. I'm gonna go over the song, but before I go over the song, I'm gonna pay homage to the one and only uh, Dan Wallace, who uh, has a track ministry, and he, uh, I had said that I would uh, start doing um, advertising for his track ministry. This brother been saved for 37 years, and he loved the, the Creator, and loved the Most High, and loved His Messiah, and he has a powerful track ministry. And you can visit it at www.gospel.com. Y'all can rewind that if you want to hear it again. Dan it does ministry. His track is in all types of languages, going all, out, all, all over the world. His brother has been a blessing to lots of people. Dan Wallace. Again, he's on Facebook as well under Dan Wallace III. We'll talk more about his track ministry. We'll be talking more about his track ministry. We'll be talking more about that track ministry on this show. Again, folks, you can listen to the Fossil Stone Network. You hear from Brother. Brother Seth. All right, if there's anyone on the line, please say something and let me know if it's Brother Seth that dropped off or otherwise. Okay, yes, this is Eliana. And I'm here. Okay. Thank you so much, Sister Eliana. If I can hear Sister Eliana, that means that Brother Seth is having technical difficulties. So with that being said, I'm going to close this show out. I would give y'all some music, but that means that y'all would just hang up all the quicker. (laughs) So thank you for joining (laughs) us. Thank you for joining us for another installment of the Five Smooth Stones. Be there next week to see if we crash and burn or if we bring it like we've always brought it. 
Uh, Sister Eliana, I definitely would re- request that you be there. Brother L, Pastor Chris, I definitely would ask that you all be there. What I'm going to do is get some information out to you all as it pertains to this next clip that, that Brother Seth was going to put up so that in your response that you could put together information that we could show the people who are viewing this through whatever platform that we utilize. All right, folks, thanks okay. again for joining us. See you next week, and y'all have a good rest of y'all's evening. Five Smooth Stones is out. Restoration has finally come. Now, wait a minute. Y'all going to have to move on this one. Let me hear some hand clapping. We're getting ready to go home, but before we go, we like to say,
Come on, come on. 